Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today we are talking about the crazy four-overtime game between the Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers in Game 3 of their Western Conference semifinals matchup. An insane game, the only second uh, playoff game to ever go to two OTs. Then we'll be talking about our lottery predictions. You might have saw last week we had our live lottery, live mock draft. That was extremely fun. If you have not seen it, um, it was a blast. Uh, definitely go see who our picks were um, before you watch that because we'll probably talk about what happened last week just to give a little bit of a baseline, mm-hmm. just to give a little bit of a, a setting. Then we'll be talking about best fits in Chicago for the Bulls in the draft. Um, just in order, it's the next team we haven't done. It's not because <laughs> you know Ricky's dying to talk about the Bulls. He usually is. but Secretly am. But, Secretly but am. We're going to talk about the, the Bulls and their best fit. We'll also be talking a little bit about Jim Boylan's extension in there as well because that's big news for the Bulls and obviously going to play into their future. And finally, uh, we'll talk more about coaching news. And Tyron Lue is most likely going to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, and we will talk on why that is a good or bad decision for the Lakers. Um, we're not sure what it will be. I know I have my own opinion, but I don't know <laughs> your guys's yet, and we'll save it for the end of the podcast. But before we jump into all of that, check out patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to help us out, if you want to help support us, if you want to help us get our own studio so we're not sharing this with anybody, we can make sets, we can make uh, you know very uh, nice elegant pieces that stand the test of time that we don't have to take down we can leave up and have a, a more professional look that's where you can help us out uh go to patreon.com slash most podcast it would be much better than looking at the history of uh, the evolution of radio which is of the radio which is funny because on the only podcast that does not have this frame up is the rick and johnny podcast mm-hmm. it's because johnny says screw that i'm putting up a uh dixon what is it first name daryl dixon from walking dead gotcha uh, but yeah, we're gonna. If you want to help us out, uh, go over there. You can become a bronze patron. You can become a silver patron, or you can become a gold patron as well. So uh, go over and check out Patreon.com/slash Most Valuable Podcast. Uh, but let's jump in, guys, uh, to the Wet Boys segment. This is where we talk about the dampest of dudes, the soggiest of shooters, the moistest of men. These are our Wet Boys. These are the guys that absolutely popped off in the past week, had crazy stat lines, insane games, uh, historical performances, uh, just games that really made us say, wow, uh, these guys absolutely went off in the past week. And this is the segment where we give them love. Ricky. Give us your wet boy. Well, mine's easy. I thought about this after, well, we were actually recording during the game, but Kawhi Leonard, he had his game one, and the Raptors win that first game. And I'm thinking, if he has a phenomenal rest of the two games before next week, he's going to get my wet boy. Like I was pre-calling it in my head. Um, and although the Raptors lost, Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi Leonard, and the best player on the Raptors, even though they lost two and three. 
And I just, I look at this team, I look at Kawhi, and I was like, I got to give him a wet boy because I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry that he's got to have the inconsistent Kyle Lowry next to him because Kyle Lowry looked good for a game or two, but has looked terrible in games, especially the last one that they played against the 76ers to where I am, this series is a love and hate with me because I kind of want the 76ers to lose, but I wouldn't be mad if the Raptors lost as well in this series to where I want to pose this question to you guys. What is your percentage, just quick percentage, of Kawhi leaving if the Raptors lose to the 76ers? 70. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably around it. I've always said that I only think he stays if they make the finals. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then, I think you might need to win the finals because I think he's going to look not only – at the location, and I think he probably likes Toronto. I don't think he's had a reason to dislike Toronto, at least. Um, and, and But then you also have to look at the long-term prospects, and they're still going to be paying Kyle Lowry. You can't move that contract. And no um, one wants that contract. No, either. no one wants that contract. Um, so I would probably put it at 72. I think he's leaving. I just don't know where he's leaving to. People want to say the Clippers, and I, I'm kind of sick of it. Um, like everyone's you just saying don't it. like L.A., don't like the Clippers. No, but so. every, everyone's saying it, so it's probably just not going to happen. You know? I said LeBron is going to LA Lakers, Sean. <laughs> and then what happened? We willed it into existence. But you lost the bet. <laughs> yeah, I did lose the bet. But I mean, I'm not betting the Kawhi to the Clippers. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like we decided that last year. And I don't think that's. I just don't see it happening for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of um, like the Paul George situation, you know? Yeah. We could get a fucking wild card thing. Happen, I, I yeah? think he's. Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn would be fun. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just. I, I, I don't. S- I, I just feel like the Clippers is in the place. I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah. Um, I could I be just totally wrong. If they lose to the 76ers, I would go as high as 90% that he's gone. Yikes. I mean, conference finals, then I'm simmering down to that 60-70 range. But, like, if you get bounced in the second round, like, what, and based off of how they're, how the last two games have been, I know, Sean, before we hit the record button, you made a great point. The series is still going on. Anything can happen. But if they lose, I think he's Audi 5,000 from Toronto. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that people know that the series is still going on. This isn't like, you know, Boston and Milwaukee Mm -hmm. where Milwaukee was done after game one and Paul Pierce is like, it's over. It's over right now. Well, Milwaukee just won two straight. Now, you know. Now they have home court advantage again. Like, quit Paul being ridiculous. Pierce, suspects relax. in that second game. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and refing has been a problem throughout, throughout the playoffs. The, yeah, throughout yeah. the playoffs. Um, outside of that Portland-Denver uh, game. Uh, yeah, honestly. They did, they did a great job in that. Um, maybe a couple calls that should have went um, but against Jokic. But for the most part, they Jokic, swallowed the whistles but, a lot early in the game, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you mentioned, I think you mentioned at least, uh, the heart and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously that's been a thing, but... I think overall it hasn't been too egregious. Um, I think the biggest ones have just been Game One and the the Warriors Rocket game, uh, at least in the semi uh, the semifinals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I don't know. Like that's why I don't think like uh, KD to the Knicks is going to happen and Kawhi to the the Clippers is going to happen just because like Kyrie seem, to the Knicks. Yeah, I mean like they seem too obvious in ways. Um, like that's the only place people are talking about them going. I and feel I just, like I don't think Kawhi's a fucking enigma. Like you don't know if he wants money. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know, if he likes where he lives or not. You don't. You just, you just don't know the answer. Like because he doesn't he get, openly talk. Well, that's the thing. Um, you even heard Pop be like, "Yeah, I coach him for X amount of years. I don't know him. Like mm-hmm. it just he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't understand what makes him tick still after that time. So it, I, I, it's hard to make a prediction based off of 
the superficial things we're tossing out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Kawhi's such a weird dude that his favorite place could just be Memphis. Like, and I'm not saying Memphis is a bad Shout place. To Nick. I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know anyone whose favorite place is Dave Memphis. Dave has now become the champion of Memphis. I I'm going full circle. We're back to off season yeah. so I can like him. Congrats. Um, <laughs> I just don't know who who's like, I've never met anybody who's like, my favorite city's Memphis. And maybe mm-hmm. some Memphis, Memphis, like Memphis, Memphis, Tony, Memphantonians. In high school. Um, with Memphis? What's Memphisinians? I'm a, I think I, I be think closer. I think if pe- people from Memphis that might be their favorite city, but I don't know a lot of people from Memphis. But I'm yeah. just saying, like people or that I know, Memphisonians. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Memphisonians. Memphisonians or Memphisinians. Um, but my point is, is I just I don't know anybody whose like favorite city is is Memphis, but I could yeah. see Kawhi's favorite city being Memphis. being Memphis because yeah. he just seems like that type type of dude. I don't know where he's gonna end up going, but uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, if they win the finals, I Memphians. Memphians. According to Answers.com, which Memphians. I totally trust. Um, it sounds better than what I was saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I was trying to say the same thing, though. Memphisonians. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we had the same thought process there. Sounds a lot better than that, though. Uh, but Ricky, or, uh, look, Ricky, we're going to move away from mm-hmm. you in the Memphisonians, and we're going to move to Dave. Uh, Dave, give us your white boy. My white boy is Jimmy. he got to ring the bell. I mean, he has been the heart and soul ring the of bell. the fucking Sixers this series. He has been excellent. I know game one was a little... Little disappointing, but good lord, game two. He put that team on, he was told he had to do it, and then he did put the team on his back. Played amazing across the stretch, willing that ball. I mean, it was just around the court. He was everywhere. He did everything for them. It was awesome. And then game three, you get a healthy a healthy Embiid. He's not like 100%. No more but, gas. You know, he's not shitting himself on the yeah. court, which was what he alluded to. Uh, which, by the way, those post games are fantastic. Especially with Jimmy and Joe. Jimmy yeah, and Joe and Jimmy are, are just pure, pure love. The one uh, where he made the jug about the Warriors, and Jimmy's yeah, like, "I'm the done." He's like, "I'm, I'm done." <laughs> I love it. So, no, Jimmy Butler has been awesome. He has been like the X factor for this team, which is what we all wanted. And I know Sean, the discussion we've always had around Jimmy Butler, it's been like, "Can he be your number one?" And it, it looks like you know, at times he could be. But at the same time, he almost is better as your second best player or your third best player mm-hmm. because he has such a full skill set. He's got all the tools for an NBA well, star. I mean, look at the Bulls. I would say better Jimmy was when Derrick Rose was the star and he could be number well, two. And the thing, too, is your your number two can be your number one at nights. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, he's it, closing games for them. So. Yeah. And, and and Joe even said, like, he's going to go to Jimmy at the close of games. Like, he trusts Jimmy yeah. more than he trusts himself. Um, which the is something is that's cold. Yeah, which is, is something that's crazy. But I, I think, like, you know, we saw it with CJ McCollum last night. Like, number ones can, or mm-hmm. number twos can close out a game. Um, that's not something that is, is crazy to see. Um, so I, I look at that, and I think Jimmy and Joe are a very nice pairing. Um, and, you know, maybe that's not the, I mean, I mean it's most likely going to be the future. I think the six, yeah. Sixers are going to resign Jimmy. I mean, after this, um, after these couple performances, it'd be shocking if he didn't resign. You know, for Max there. Well, it's just, it just does he want to stay there? Mm-hmm. Which, I, I mean, mean, so far, I have I just any... told him while he was in Chicago, still, he's like, Philadelphia, man. I they would see, love you. I could see him leaving, but I'm not going to say I, as bold as I did against I, Kawhi. I don't really think he's leaving. No, I would, if I had put I that, like, I'd put like a 10% or like 5%. Like, even, it's, it's pretty low. The amount he's smiling, laughing, having fun, like, you saw none of those things in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Literally the opposite. He's also not playing, you know, 50 minutes in a 48 minute game. Yeah. So I, I just, I love him, and also I have to give a shout-out to James Ennis. He is my runner-up, uh, pure energy guy out there, knocking down shots really well for them. He was huge to swing momentum early in game, so giving him some credit. I'm, I know we're staying in the East here. Sean, what do you got, though? <laughs> um, well, I was going to 
use a different segue from you, and, and you oh. brought up the fact that Jimmy Butler's not playing 45 minutes to, oh. to, 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 oh. you know, oh. a, a Dave, night. Dave's like, great, I set you up for that um, one. And basically it's like, Dave, get in your late. Yeah, fair enough. 43 <laughs> to 45 minutes Stay a night, uh, Jimmy Butler's not playing that. But Nikola Jokic last night played 65 fucking minutes yeah, he in moved that like he played game. 65 minutes. Um, Did they win? No, they didn't. Okay. He still yeah. played 65 minutes. That's the, it it's there. the second most in or third most in NBA history behind 69 and 68 uh, in a 5 OT game. Like he was, and he was still phenomenal. I mean, he had 14 assists and eight turnovers. And I think one thing I'll throw out there right away: um, people are going to say that he, he's a dirty player. Um, yes, the play that he had against Cancer, where it was you know they're standing on the. Uh, the, the hash marks waiting for the free throw to go up. Um, he did shoulder check the shit out of Cantor. That I think it was a separated shoulder. <laughs> that is a dirty play. That is too aggressive. That is just something that should not be allowed in the NBA. Should have been a foul. I am a Jokic fan. I, I will say that, that that's some bullshit right there. Cool. Um, however, I don't think he's a dirty player. I think he, um, yeah, he, and, he made a dirty play, but that doesn't make him a dirty player. There's not yeah. a trend of this. Well, and some people are like, oh, he's a flopper. Like, I do not see him being a flopper. Like, maybe he exaggerates some calls, which mm-hmm. I think is fair. MB, every NBA player does that. And especially but early in his career. Like, he's got to get the respect from the refs for being the star that he is. Yeah, and also, I mean, you look at, like, it's not like Harden level. <laughs> like you know, I mean, it's it's not egregious to a point. Like yes, he exaggerates some calls, but I mean, most NBA players do that to get the calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think he's really a dirty player. And you know, he made a dirty play. And if he continues to do this, I think obviously got to knock that shit off. But I think also in his mindset is he's gassed like crazy. So yeah. maybe if I take out the guy who's super physical and gonna make me run and eat his cancer, then maybe I can get a break. Because um, Mike Malone is not giving me one. Um, but that game last night was absolutely insane. Or is he just so frustrated because it's like, guys, I am showing up. Like, why can't we show up consistently? Because really it's like Jokic mm-hmm. and then, okay, which Nugget's going to show up today? I mean, they I had mean, pretty good efforts across the board. It's just it was it was a lot it was a lot of turnovers last night. And that was just sloppy play. Mm-hmm. And as the game got longer, it got sloppier. And it was like, I understand. You guys are fucking gassed out mm-hmm. there. Four OTs is insane. Yeah. I mean, looking at those two teams, too, and the fact that they only put up 140 and 137 in eight quarters is just kind of concerning. Yeah, it's like, because how... the next game, they could do that in regular time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's something that's just like these two offensive powerhouses. Like, you guys probably should have been putting up more points. It just showed how tough that game was yeah. uh, with how gassed they were. So, um, absolutely insane. Uh, CJ McCollum deserves a, a shout-out, too. Um, but, yeah, Nikola Jokic, I mean, since game since February or um, April 27th, which I think was... Uh, game one of their series, um, he's been a monster. Uh, Forty, uh, sorry, uh, twenty-seven points, fourteen rebounds, nine assists, forty-seven from the field, forty-one from three. Um, he's been a monster. So um, Jokic is just showing up in the playoffs, and um, I think there is a, a live debate between him and him and Joe. Um, and, and it's been going on through what? Jake, get a load of this piece of shit over here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit because I'm saying my opinion that I've had for like the whole no, year. I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm take, just I take Joe over the I, Joker. Joe, Joe's got it from both sides. Honestly, Jokic has impressed me defensively. Uh, he's getting better, mm-hmm. but but he's not anywhere near the level of dominance that Embiid displays out there. I mean, that is he's the only player to ever be putting up near averages of a triple double in a, in oh, a game. Oh, are we acting like a triple double's good now because okay. it's <laughs> done by now you're flipping it because it fits your fucking fucking <laughs> oh, motto. Oh, just because it's but Jokic here's, doing okay, it now. The, the no, narrative it, is the reason what you're why, looking for. Yeah, yes. narrative. The reason why it's uh, it, it matters is because they're actually winning games. <laughs> sorry, Russell Westbrook, you trash ass. <laughs> Come on. Never oh, sorry, t- sorry. Never Sorry, title. sorry, the Red Sea's parting for <laughs> Russell Westbrook to grab five boards a night. <laughs> the, uh, the the rebounding guru, like like you know, 
He, he's he's the second, third best rebounder in the NBA. Like he's a pretty good rebounder. It's pretty get good. Get the hell out of here. Um, it matters because they actually win games. And yes, they didn't win the game last night, but yeah. still 140 to 137. Jokic, Jokic had doing, a chance to, though. Jokic playing 65 minutes. The fact that he missed those free throws, not that pissed off at it. Mm-hmm. That man was gassed beyond gas. Well, Could you imagine all, him with his conditioning from last year trying to be out there that long? I'm, he surprised, that he, I'm surprised that this year he lasted. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he just didn't pass out last night mm-hmm. you know, playing that much. And he also had that three at the end of, what was that, overtime two? Where mm-hmm. he took that long three and it's just like it missed. You can just see everyone in the court just go, oh. <laughs> uh, crazy game though. Uh, yeah. Four OTs and, and shout out Rodney Hood as well. Um, he's been very, very good in Portland, um, and it's 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 been good to see. Yeah, because uh, he's still super young. He's Great only like twenty six, I think. Um, so Rodney Hood could always turn around, uh, and and he's like you know. Yeah. He was the anti-playoff person last year, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, but was... but six seven as a as a two, oh. like insane. Yeah, um, he's always been a guy with a ton of potential. So it's good to see that's kind of uh, panning out there. Uh, but let us know your what boys down in the comments below. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Jokic is better than Embiid, and that's all I have to say. But let's move into the next segment, and that's where we're going to be talking about our lottery predictions. Lottery is coming up in ten days. Uh, we are recording this right now in May fourth. Breaking and... you know some ASMR over there. Yeah, yeah seriously. Well... Stop that. Um, <laughs> we actually got an ASMR comment about the uh, lottery balls yeah, we rolling. Did. Maybe we need to start <laughs> a live lotto. I'm good. MVP ASMR? Uh, Sean, would you, would you want to run no. that one? Uh, 20... The sounds of MVP. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> 2019 NBA draft lottery coming up in 10 days, 6 hours, 5 minutes. Uh, we are closing in. Uh, we did, our obviously, our mock lotto yesterday, uh, last week. Um, if you do want to go see that, go check it out on our channel. Uh, we would love to you know, see, have you check it out. Give it a like. Uh, comment on that. Give us your thoughts on it. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Um, but we are going to do what we did you know, for the past three years. Uh, give our lottery predictions of what we think the lottery will end up being. Um, last week, and these are spoilers, so if you want to actually watch our, our uh, mock lotto and be surprised, um, obviously get out of there and, and uh, go watch that video. But uh, we had Phoenix at 1, Washington at 2, then we had New York at three, and then Atlanta at four. Um, so now we're going to pick the lottery, the first four teams, because after the first four teams, it just goes reversed order. Um, so if the Knicks do not get the number one overall pick, they will be five, uh, no matter what. If Cleveland doesn't get the number two, they'll be six, or at least the top four. Sorry, if, if the New York doesn't get a top four pick, they'd be yeah. five. If Cleveland doesn't get a top four pick, they'd be six, um, and that's along with New York um, not getting it as well. It just depends on you know reverse order, reverse standings. Um, so we will give our lottery predictions, um, and we'll go with Ricky first. Give us your prediction. You well, know what are you what are you feeling? Because I know I mean I'm you gave John cons- Morant to the Bulls last yeah I'm or feeling last week. So usually with this, I like to feel conspiracy theories, um, and that's basically where I go. Where shocker, the Bulls are not going to get. Um, the number one overall pick, um, even though I am going to be sitting there really, really hoping um, that we do either one or two because I'm happy with Zion or John Morant. But the team I am thinking about as a sneaky favorite for me to get the number one pick, New Orleans Pelicans, Anthony Davis with everything they've had to go on with. Hey, you got you're basically shipping him away. He will no longer be a Pelican. You could lose a ton of free agents, especially in that front court, like we said, why not give the New Orleans Pelicans uh, Zion Williamson? But then I'm thinking, well, is that market big enough for Zion? 
If you want Zion in a big market, you put him in the Mecca. You put him in New York. So that's why New York, I'm thinking, could be another sneaky team to get a top three pick. Other than that, I think it's like, with me, the top three that I'm circling around in my head is, I will say, New York, New Orleans. And then I will throw out, from there, I would have to think more. Like right now, I just have the Pelicans in New York so, in my head. I get the Pelicans thing because that's mm-hmm. that would be a, a, a you know an evening of the balances. It almost feels like it's like all right, well, I love your the star, small market too. Star. Well, I think if you want to go just super conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. just give LeBron a, yeah. a number one. Pick was gonna, that was the was, third team okay. I was going with too. I was, I was but, waiting for that from but you, but I don't. Th- <laughs> but I don't think that they. I think the percentages are going to be so low on that to where it's like. You know what? We can't finagle it that much. If the if the Lakers jump, they'll be at number four. I mean, the Bulls got it with 0.8%. Lakers have a way better chance. Yeah, Lakers have a 2% chance to get it. And if so. Zion was from L.A., I would be all over that. But he's not. But Zion playing with LeBron James, are you telling me that people that would be lose amazing. their shit over that? Yeah. I mean, if the Lakers get it, you think they're trading it or you think they're keeping Zion? I have a feeling like Anthony they Davis. would trade him. Are, it would be all over again. Are they going to turn Zion into a spot-up shooter? Like Kevin Love? <laughs> totally. Totally. No, you just run Zion at the point. <laughs> I mean, well, LeBron's just, already running at the point. No. Le- LeBron's LeBron at the five? Guard. LeBron at the five. Zion at the point. Stop that fast break. <laughs> I dare you. Like, I think that's a new offense right there. They inbound the ball, and all five players are on their side of the court still. And then they just run up court together. It's kind of like the kickoffs for football, you know? Yeah. Just, just, mean, just form the V. Yes, <laughs> yeah. V that shit. All um, the way back to Mighty Ducks. What, what do you think, though, at least, like, top teams, where do you think that this can kind of hash out? Are you thinking conspiracy-wise? Are you thinking just strictly number-wise? I pretty much just went, like, what would my favorite one, two, three be? I okay. know it's four, but if if this happened, I got it pretty close. But it went Sixers, gained the first overall pick Jesus. with that minuscule chance. Thank you, Kings, for Kingsing it up. Um, then I had the Mavs going to... And then the Grizzlies at three. Bulls at Bulls would be four. But yeah, I just I think it'd be hilarious. Mm. I love how in this you would be like, my favorite teams would get it, and your actual team that you I don't root want, for is fourth. Here's the crazy thing. I'm not super wild about the Bulls and Zion Williamson. Because like want I, ja. I'm I want Ja. Yeah, but you wouldn't put him two at least? <laughs> I could put him two. I mean, yeah, you, you I had him going two. four, and, oh, it's and just most likely they're one, not getting Ja then. On this one they fell all the way down to seven, so I was just like Oh. Uh but yeah, no, I I I just think that those four teams Obviously, the Sixers have to get one to get their pick or to get the pick this year, which would be hilarious. Yeah, what would their plan be with it with the number one pick? I mean, That's what I I want to see because what would Elton Brand do with that? I think you have to trade it, right? I mean, for what? I don't know because like, well, I mean, or do you trade Ben Simmons? Oh, but you don't give a point guard then. You could get you trade him and take but, job, but to like where? No, like you, if you have the number one pick, you're picking Zion. Really. Yeah, but yeah. what if they work out a deal, like we've said, where you trade the number one overall pick? Not saying that's a smart thing, not saying they should do no, that. No, but I'm saying you would, t- you would trade Ben Simmons because you're taking Zion. So you're, oh, okay. you're just getting rid of the guy who can't shoot for the guy who can't Ten. shoot, and yep. then you trade Ben Simmons to get a point guard. To get a shooting point guard from the outside. Um, I mean, like, you always look at guys. See, the problem is, like, Memphis doesn't have enough firepower Really, you got Mike Conley, who is older, uh, still good, but I wonder if, yeah, they'd have to like give up something else because that, who wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. do that deal from mm-hmm. the Memphis side? Uh, other great point guards on teams who would be trading them. I mean, you, but you'd think that they would pick Zion and then trade Ben Simmons if I they got the number one pick. I mean, I think they might 
try to roll it out with a lineup to see how that works. Jesus I can't see Christ. any possible way how that would work. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. If the Kings pick lands at two or three, that's a Kings pick, right? No, that is a it's Celtics, a Celtics pick. pick. Celtics okay. own two through 14. Because the interesting thing about that Celtic pick, then, yeah. is the last two years, yep. the team that has moved up the most, and yep. it was five spots each time, were the Kings. Yeah. Like, they were the team that moved up. I know the odds are different this year, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's what I'm now looking at is what's... Cause the top odd has won the lottery the last few years. So really, you it's can true. bank on the, in my mind, the Knicks, Cavs, or Suns getting the number one pick. Yeah. Or the Bulls. Well, no, the, the Bulls we're, are we're slightly lower. lower. Yeah, it's the top three that have the same percent. Correct. And then the Bulls are slightly oh, yeah, below you're that. Right, you're right, you're um, right. So I look, I'm going to say New York. They're my team that I pick out of that. Then there's always been one riser. For the, the last three years, it was Chalk, Kings Rose 5, Kings Rose 5. I'm going to go with the Pelicans to be my rising team. They will be at number two. Then it's a team that's fallen back. So at three, I'm going to put the Suns. And then at four, this is the interesting thing because this is the new thing of like it's now mm-hmm. the top four. I want to go Homer and just put the Bulls there. And that's what I'll do. But if I was not going <laughs> we Homer, still don't even I will go Hawks. I just love how you guys are not picking your team to. Win the lottery, or at least put them in the oh, top three. I, I want so. them to, but I got I got blown out of the water when I went homer last week. Well, you put Ja at seven, six, six. That's still <laughs> ridiculous. You're still wrong. Eh, I um, think I clarified myself that trades would be made, still but bad. there were no trades. I think that I, I wouldn't be opposed to getting Zion at one. If the Bulls land one and we got him, I'd be happy. I'm weirdly attached to the people we have right oh, now. Oh, I'm buying that jersey. Remember, yeah, that. I we mean, like, one. we're gonna play with them, but mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't know. I, I've got that weird attachment to John Morant, and I want John Morant on my team, <laughs> well, even that, though like I know Zion is is yeah, a better prospect. Your, your thing with Jaws, you've been you've been in love with him. I've been riding this you, train for yeah, a year, and before like, you started looking at Zion, yeah, yeah, I, I thought Zion was a glorified dunker, just like a lot of other people who watched him in high school, because that's literally all mm-hmm. he did, mm-hmm. uh, and then he just. Dad dicked all over fucking <laughs> college scene and like it's like oh shit like four games in it was just like um you guys are seeing this right I would even say like the exhibition games people are when like hey yeah. this this Zion kid might be really good and then that first few games happen it's like oh okay we're gonna follow this team all good year. lord well I mean it was Duke already but. no I know but like <laughs> ESPN was always at a Duke game yeah more so now incredible. because of Zion it's incredible. I'll give you guys my teams that I think have good luck that will end up that will end so up not the, in the top three. No, Suns are definitely fucking. <laughs> Suns getting um, Suns. Cleveland it mm-hmm. will probably get the number one pick. You know what? That's that's the most likely. You're right. And it's not because like oh they're making up for LeBron yeah, leaving yeah, or anything. Hundred yeah, percent like is again. They just have crazy fucking luck. Um, and I think that I think that Cleveland's going to be getting the number one pick. I think New York definitely has a shot too. I mean, I, I think you look at it; they've won it twice. I mean, yeah. one was the frozen envelope, mm-hmm. um, but then they also technically won the 2008 draft, but it just ended up being the Bulls' pick. Um, so they won twice, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely out there. I mean, I think Dallas is up there too, but Dallas mm-hmm. is usually luck in the way that guys have fallen. Like Dirk fell, and then yeah. they traded for him, and then Luca fell, and then they traded for him. Um, so maybe you know John Morant starts falling, and then they trade for him. Um, but I, I would see that Dallas would probably be up there. Phoenix is definitely out of there. Chicago, I would say, is out of there. Because um, usually they're there. I mean, like, it's like mm-hmm. three yeah. to four outside of the D Rose year. Um, yeah. And then I would probably throw in. Mm, 
You want a long shot. I'd probably no. I'd probably keep Atlanta. So I, I could see Atlanta getting screwed by the fact that Dallas gets like the two pick, but then getting making making up for it by moving up a spot. Mm. So I would say Cleveland wins it, Dallas at two, New York at three, Atlanta at four. Mm-hmm. That that would be mine. Here's the thing I want to ask, and this kind of goes into next year's draft, but it has to do with the Cavaliers that you um, mentioned. Yeah. If you are the Atlanta Hawks, are you hoping that the Cavs win the lottery this year and get Zion? The reason why I ask that is next year, the Cavs own their pick top 10 protected. Anything outside of top 10 goes to Atlanta. So if you're Atlanta, are you hoping, hey, get Zion, become hopefully the 11th best team in the um, draft so we get that first rounder instead of getting a second rounder in 2021. Oh, it converts to a second yeah. in 2021? Mm-hmm. No, they would, they'd would. they be rooting for the Cavs to be bad again so they don't get their, their, their first round pick. Thank okay. you, Sean. Yeah, I was just saying, like, is Zion enough to push them out of the top okay, 10? Okay, that's, well, that, that's a different, that's a different question. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah of course, I think maybe. Um, they got money in for agency. You know, I know they gave but would a, they add? Of a ton. They could go out and toss a giant contract at Tamara face. They could be the Nets of old. Yeah, I mean, like, D'Angelo we're Russell coming to Cleveland. Mm, I don't, I don't see D'Lo because I mean they have. No, but I mean, like you know what yeah. they did to Otto Porter mm-hmm. on the Wizards. What they've done to um, uh, Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like you offer those contracts and force teams to make a yeah. decision. It's like, well, he's either going to come here and we're going to be happy because we got a young talent, or, or you're going to overpay and be screwed in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, they don't, you know, they're not an attractive location for free agents. So if you go ahead and play the, like, FU money game in RFA territory, I think that could be interesting for them. Um, mm-hmm. Some guys that would be interesting, too. Terry Rozier, he's a restricted free agent. Um, I think, and obviously, you mentioned D'Lo. I don't think D'Lo's going to get a, a contract from them just because I think that's too much of an overlap between him and Ke- uh, Count Sexton. Um, the great Frank Kaminsky is restricted. The great Ryan Archidiakono <laughs> is uh, is restricted. Lay your hands off. Um, Who know? They're going to have to look at resigning David Nwaba. Uh, Kelly O is available as an RFA. Is he? Yeah, he's an RFA. He moved teams though. Yeah, he's still an RFA. Really? If you get traded, you keep your rights. No, he's got a player option. Oh, it's a player option. He's signed. Oh, okay. Kelly Olynyk, right? No, Kelly Oubre. Oh, Oubre. Yes, Oubre. Yeah, I'm bet. talking Ubre. I think you said Olenek. I said oh, okay. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly o, which is, so I was, I yeah. Went, Kelly Ubre. Um, yeah. yeah, no, Kelly Ubre would be a restricted free agent. But I mean, do you think he'd be a good fit between Callen Sexton, Kevin Love, and Zion? I mean, he'd be. An He's inch. more of a three. He's a three. He plays decent defense. He has shown shooting at times. He's a bit of a knucklehead, but he he was <laughs> a he was really good on the Suns. Um, I know he increased his volume with them, so the numbers got inflated, but he didn't get worse. So, I don't know. I think there's it's not as sexy of an RFA class as in mm-hmm. past years, I guess, but they, they could do that. And I think that I think top 10, anything could happen, man, because it's the NBA and this lottery is just fucking shit up. You know, Dave's saying that before it even happens. Man. I know it's going to happen, man. <laughs> you know the guy they go after? Whom? Forgot about this guy, Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, the president. He would be perfect next to Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. And Zion Williamson. You have another Come guy on. who can be a primary ball handler to help out Colin Sexton. He mm-hmm. stretches the floor. He's incredibly efficient. You could go after Chris Mid. Just, just fuck the Bucks. <laughs> just be the Bucks. Yeah. Just be the Bucks. And besides Giannis, you have Zion. It'd be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Cleveland would just be. I mean, they've had so much good luck. They. Um, no, I, the the whole LeBron thing. Come on. When when LeBron left, they got three out of four years, right? 
uh, Kyrie, uh, Anthony Bennett, and Wiggins, who they traded for Kevin Love. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they had what? Uh, Dion Waiters with a third four. over? Four. Okay. I think. And TT was four. in the same rough range. But no, yeah, it was, TT was fourth overall. Yeah, because Dion was a Thunder. The Thunder picked Dion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's Because right. you that had 2011 was Kyrie at one, TT no. at four. Yeah, Dion, I'm looking at it right here on Wikipedia. Dion Waiters. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Um, yeah, I was looking at Tristan Tyson. Yeah, Dion Waiters 2012. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. My, bad. Like, My bad. bad. Yeah, because you had 20, He was traded. Yeah. 2011 was, was Kyle Irving and, Kyrie Irving Kyrie. and uh, TT. One at f- one and four. <laughs> yeah. Dion Waiters was at four, but then they also got Jared Cunningham at 24 in the first Ooh. round. Um, then 2013 was Anthony Bennett at one, and then Sergey Karusev from Russia at twenty at nineteen. Can't wait and till it comes over. Andrew Wiggins at one 2014. Colin Sexton at eight 2018 because Tyus Jones was 2015. Yeah, gotcha. So I mean, I I think it's LeBron shit, man. I think they didn't get it last year. They got Colin Sexton, which wasn't their pick, right? That was the. Uh, it was the Celtics pick That's from Celtics. the Kyrie yeah. trade. Yeah, might be the best value out of that deal. Uh, <laughs> well, so, from Brooklyn via Boston. Yeah. yeah, so I think that I think they're they're incredibly likely to uh, hit big on this one. I mean, uh, just looking back for the Cavs, and, and this is going off topic. Mm-hmm. I, we don't have to get into this too much. Kyrie and Tristan Thompson. I don't think you're trading. You're you're fixing that too much. Maybe you go Jonas Valanciunas because he's a better player. But I think Tristan probably fit fine. He's a great with that team. Great rebounder. You know. Let's go back to 2012 though. Uh, DM Yikes. Waiters went four. Uh, two spots behind him, Damian Lillard goes. Uh, you fucked up there. Could you imagine Dame and Kyrie on the same team? Holy shit. Um, well, even like. And then here, it just, just here it you go. It gets worse, I know. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Just pick, just pick Victor Oladipo. Could you imagine Victor Oladipo, Tristan Thompson, uh, Damian Lillard, and Kyrie Irving on the same team? Holy crap. And then 2014. What if you just picked Joel Embiid? What if you picked Joel one? Uh, you don't need LeBron. Uh, you don't need LeBron. You have Kyrie Irving. Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, Tristan Thompson, and Victor Oladipo. I don't think they would have been picking Holy that high had they gotten those players in, in that order, though. Maybe not, but it took <laughs> Depot a little bit to get there. It did. So This is a dangerous game because now I'm thinking with hindsight. I'm not thinking oh, at the time. Correct. So I'm going full hindsight here just to oh, be Oh, don't fun. go Kawhi. No, well. Kawhi's on there. The, cho- Kawhi, the choice is it for. Giannis. Do you go Clay or Kawhi to play with Kyrie? Part Kawhi, because he's a better player. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you're telling me not to go with Kawhi, then I would Kawhi have to right go with Clay Thompson. Like yeah, but the I, second scariest player in the NBA. That's why you can't play. That's because, why you can't play hindsight because well, you could the, just go back to that Victor Oladipo yeah. draft and just be like, you take Giannis. Here's yeah. the other thing that's, that, because the reason why I was looking at it this way is the next draft had Andre Drummond in that draft. Um, so like, no. just like year to year, you know how we're looking right now. Hey, the point guard class next year could be this. Part of me might go, hey, you know what? I know TT, really, we really liked him at that time. What was another guard that I could then go instead of that? But then I'm banking, I'm picking two point cards then because like Brandon Knight was the next guard taken. Without injuries. Great Kemba player. Walker was then taken at nine and then Jimmer Fredette at 10 Ooh, before Jimmer. Clay Thompson I'd probably go 11. back and take Jimmer. Yeah. Um, not, let's get back no to the 2019 draft lottery. <laughs> and I think. We've, we talked about New Orleans a little bit because the Anthony Davis stuff. We talked a little about, bit about Memphis. Memphis getting number one would be definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. We talked about Dallas. We haven't talked about Washington, although they got the number two pick last time. Yeah. Like, I think this is a team that's super interesting because they have 
better odds than New Orleans, Memphis, and Dallas. They have 9% odds to get the number one overall pick and 37.2% chance uh, to get in the top four. Um, and clearly that hit, I mean, 37%, that's a pretty damn good amount. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, what? How would that be franchise changing for them? Because usually when a team gets a top three pick, it is franchise changing. And I don't know if it is franchise changing for the Wizards. Yeah. Just because of the players that are locked in going to be available i think obviously the one that would change them would be zion and that would be getting number one but outside of that it's just like i don't know if rj change them changes them that much and ja i don't think really fits with their team i'm gonna say if they get anything but if they get one three or four it could be franchise changing like one is obviously franchise changing because of what you said sean like zion because two is at that pick I would feel like well, you could say two, but think, at two, yeah. I'd yeah, feel what, like but what, what's I'd be, the difference between one and three? Well, where the, the reason best why franchise change, but two's not. I mean, well, the guy who's available fine, at three, I'll throw maybe. two, yeah, and then you can like, trade down and go to four. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Where like Ja is not going to be the guy that changes that, but I guess you could trade two. So yeah, throw two in there as well. I think I think one franchise changing. I think mm-hmm. RJ Barrett at two for them would probably give them new legs and hope again because that's. They're, they're right now kind of stuck in that, like, Bradley Beal's an amazing, you know, single guy. Like, let's see if John Wall comes back healthy mid-next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. We can see what we can do, but I think RJ would be huge for them, and I think they're right back up there at the top of the East with knowing the confusion about this offseason for Kawhi, for the Celtics. Like, they're right back up there. I think at I three think, I think on, just a big thing, though, is I'm like... trading for value. I, I'm trying to back up, get future picks, mm-hmm. because if you can get another guy in the following year, or two guys in the year, like... That quickly escalates in your you know team stock, and I think we're gonna see that out of Atlanta in the next three years. They've got multiple picks potentially in each year, so it's like, dude, this is this team. They had three last year, yeah, three firsts. Yeah, I agree with you in Washington because like if they pick a player, I think that might hurt them actually, just because they do become better if they're getting a top three talent. Like if you're getting RJ Barrett, your yeah. team is going to be then pushing towards the playoffs. But I don't think this is a team that right now, with the way that they're configured, with R.J. Barrett, Bradley Beal, John Wall, if you want to throw Thomas Bryant, Thomas Sadoransky, um, some of these guys in there. Um, Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown Jr. I don't think that's still enough to be a competitor. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's franchise changing. Um, I mean, like Zion can, would be franchise changing because you could build around him. You could smartly him. tank, though. Like, we've seen teams no, smartly you, tank. That roster can't. It, with what he just said, that roster is not going to, you know, Lou or is not going to win under 30 games like that's just not a thing the other thing too is they have a new front office and the, what yeah. the front office is going to want to do is they're going to want to be able to prove their worth and if they got a pick like you hear RJ the rumor Barrett, of uh masai ujiri going there really yeah Why? There, there, there's some rumors i think uh people are betting on the fact that local connection to washington uh and it's a project it's something mm-hmm. where it's like dude mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta solve this dumpster fire that he might be interested in and it's all rumors, so don't Raptor fans don't get a, worried. Because getting a team to the finals when you're knocking on the door is like I not mean, a he good was with the Nuggets before then, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's like he's he's done a couple of these, so I feel like it'd be fun for him. But again, don't read too much into it, Raptor fans, because it would be like a downgrade of titles, I believe. Uh, but still, it could be interesting. I think they've got a lot of talent. I think RJ Barrett on that team would be mm-hmm. great. But beyond there, yeah, I'm trading back a little bit. Getting a pick next year and then rolling forward and just keep on uh, adding that top lottery talent. Hopefully, I mean, but the thing I'll throw out there too is like if you like you said that team, especially if like it's Zion, is not going to win less than thirty games. Yeah, they were at thirty two this year, 
and right now sit at well i simmed mine so it's a little different um but they still sit with in my mind a good pick at six to where it's like with these odds i feel like they win two games and they're at you know 10 yeah i know um i mean it's all like and that's (laughs) the part where later down the year i feel like you look at them you look at the standings more and you go hey zion you need a rest no i don't you need a rest You'd, you'd be resting Zion, Bradley, mm-hmm. and potentially if John well, Wall is healthy at that John point. Wall, I'd be telling him, hey, there's a, cha- there's a chance you're not playing this year. I'm just telling you now. Because yeah. um, if it gets to the time where he'd be coming back and they're then in tank mode, I would just be like, no, yeah, we're shutting no you down all year. I agree. What team with less than a 3% chance or less, so Minnesota down, would benefit most from a top three pick? So Minnesota, L.A., Charlotte, Miami, Boston slash Philadelphia. If you want to throw that out there, if they if you I want to say want Philly Boston gets number one to get two, but no, which team? Do would, which team do you think would benefit most from getting that pick? Charlotte or LA? Why is that? Well, LA because it's like if they get one, you get Zion and LA, which would be huge. Um, but even if you go two, I feel like them at two would be interesting because they could either take Ja and have him be on that team with LeBron, or hey. We're going to make a trade with someone to try to get more draft picks to use that in an Anthony Davis um, trade. But to be honest, the Pelicans could just say, pick up, hang up, um, and just not trade with them. And then Charlotte, interesting for me, I would think it'd be interesting if they got the number two pick. Because then it's like, oh, we're going to take Ja. All right, Kemba, ball's in your court. We don't need you to stay if you don't want to. But here's the thing with Kemba, too, is like, that's the place that can offer him the most money. Mm-hmm. They can offer yeah. him Supermax. So it's like... I'm just saying, if they it, got two it, and took Ja, that would be interesting to me. Well, you're Do you saying think like, it's forcing them to take RJ then? Or or consider trading back? Because I, I know a lot of people there are very attached to Kamba. He, he's mm-hmm. an endearing person. He's he's awesome at basketball. Best obviously. franchise player ever. So do you think it, it almost forces their hand to be like, well, we have to go with RJ because we're hoping Kemba, you know doesn't change his mind and go elsewhere for less money. That That's a horrible position to put a front office in because mm-hmm. if Kemba's not giving you an idea of which way he's leaning, mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm, off, I'm real nervous there. And that's why I think if you're Charlotte, just pray to God that you get number one. You have to make that pick. <laughs> Give me one or Zion's three, pick baby. Number one one yeah. or three. Um, I, I, I would say that the biggest franchise changer to me would probably be Minnesota just because you have Carl really? Anthony Towns. I mean, you have the wasteland that is... Andrew Wiggins. Yep. So that way, Towns is still going to be good when his contract extension comes up. Mm-hmm. And you have a cheap young player that can help him right away. In let's, let's say they get a John Morant or a, a Zion Williamson. If they get John Morant, those two can start creating chemistry right now. Oh, yeah. And then once that Wiggins contract comes up, they can go after a free agent to just fill that out. And then that way, Carl's probably going to be, what, like 27 at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, or Not even because he's probably still like 23. Um, which is insane, but I think you know Wiggins has like four more years left. So yeah, he'd be yeah. like twenty seven. Ja would be like twenty five, and then you just go out and get a free agent. Carl is twenty three. Yeah, with, with He'll be twenty four in November. Gotcha. And then with all that money, you can just go after a free yeah. agent. Like so you I got think you guys if, pretty much in prime, and it, yeah, or then Carl Anthony Towns and Zion would just be disgusting. Yeah, um, I think that team would just flip their 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 whole karma immediately, just because you then have now a, a, a plan for the future. Because right now, I don't think they really do. Because you're just waiting now for four years until Wiggins' contract comes up. Yeah. Um, and there's no choice because you have to play him because you're paying him five years, 147. 
Um, like you need to be playing him, so you yep. can't bench him or anything like that. And you're just hoping that you know something clicks with Wiggins, and that way you know Carnathy Towns isn't just left on an island here. This way, you can get a player that can help out Cat yeah. immediately, and maybe that even rubs off and helps Wiggins too. The team that I this is a team that's outside the they just missed your percentage of the three or less, but I simmed the Tangathon just now, like as we were talking earlier. And I've been sitting on this order because it'd be freaking interesting with the team I'm going to bring up. Cleveland at one, Dallas at two, Memphis at three, Chicago at four. And Dallas is the team. I think that would be mighty interesting if they got, like Zion is just, yeah, it'd be interesting if they got Zion. But if they got two where this one had them end up, like I would almost, if I'm Dallas, go, hmm, who wants to make a trade? Because after, like, after three and below, they could get a th- a guy to play the three at any one of those picks and get future capital for future drafts to build a young team behind Luka. Uh, I'm not sure about... If they get the number two pick, just take John. You think, yeah, but you they, think don't need to take, they don't need to take John. Why not? Because they've got, in my mind, Luka's the main ball handler on that team. Yeah, but John makes his job 100 times easier, can facilitate... Mm-hmm. Luca can work off ball, work more in ISO, can run off screens. It just makes Luca just it, if, it takes more pressure off Luca. And the whole big thing about Luca is being gassed. So that just makes him at least easier to explode more so often him, and, and destroy. Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. and Luca basically as your three man uh backcourt. Yeah, and if you have that along with Kristaps Porzingis if he comes back healthy mm-hmm. and a shit ton of cap space, mm-hmm. that's gonna be very intriguing well, for July first. Boogie. No. Boogie. But here's the thing. No. Here's the thing you'd have, to, you'd have to think about with the cool Mavericks, though. The Shaolin Sharks. And this and this is going to play into it. If you get Ja, is this team in the lottery next year, do you think? No. Then I would, like, and I'm glad you said it with such, like, uh, excitement, Dave, or yeah. emotion. Um, because the thing I'd be thinking about if I'm Dallas is, okay, we're going to get one player in this top three if, let's say, they get a top three yeah. pick. Next year, we don't if we're not pick. in the top five, we don't have our pick. So, like, that's why if I'm at two, yeah. I would be okay with maybe trading to three or four, still getting a player if I felt like I could still get a player that I liked at that position and get a pick for maybe next year. So it's like, okay, even if we don't end in the top five, let's say we're in the lottery again and we get top five, cool, we get our pick back. But for sure, I have a pick next year, and it's just not like, well, we got Ja for Luca this year. Now we're going to take a year off because we don't have one in 2020. Yeah, but they also added KP. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you can't look over that. I think that mm-hmm. KP uh, healthy plus Luca is just that combo is disgusting. They're going to win. Uh, the problem is, is like I still go. It's the West, and like mm-hmm. that shit's about to get shaken up again. And like the Kings are on the rise, and you're mm-hmm. expecting KP to come back. Like Cape, like we've seen KP. Yeah. Like we don't know how he's going to come back, which is always the no, question. No, I'm assuming he's going to be injury. healthy. Just going to cross my fingers and pray healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, and the one thing, too, I know, I, I mean, you also have to take in the legal stuff that he's currently dealing with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that news coming out, um, that could be something that could affect his career as well. Um, we don't know really what the situation yeah, is with that it, stuff. It's too unknown to even comment um, on. That, that's what I'm saying. But that report is out there. So I feel yeah. like we can't just be like, oh, that's the only thing that he's dealing with right now is health. Yeah. Um, clearly the he's doing. 
sounded like it came out though was like you know his name was spelled wrong on it when he signed his own name supposedly um like, there's just, some sketchy stuff out there i'm so. not i'm not saying yeah sketchy not sketchy i'm just saying that is out there yeah so that is something that he might have to deal with totally if something does come up if you know legal proceedings go f- further if he is you know actually going to court he's put it in front of a jury that might be something that he is going to have to deal with I mean, he might be a, a person that just pays out of pocket to make this go away. We've seen a ton of athletes do that before. Um, yep. if, but maybe if he does want to clear his name and be like, yeah, I'm 100% guilty, he might go after this um, and, and make sure he is. But, you know, he might just avoid it. That might be worse in the court of public appearance because, you know, he's saying. He's I mean, Derek Rose did horrible things, and we're pretty much just going to pretend that never happened, hopefully. No. no. I mean, he did. Yeah, but we're just a basketball podcast. The reason why we don't bring it up is yeah. because we don't, we're not the people, we're not I mean, the authorities Carl, to talk about that. I bring up Carl Malone being an awful person mm-hmm. all the time, so I feel like I have to be even. Here's well, yeah, another, that's why I bash D. Rose so much. Yeah. Fuck he, Derek Rose. Here's another thing I want to throw out with Dallas, because I'm diving into like all yeah, their pick get stuff. Yeah, please get us So another interesting kind of, um, what's the term I'm looking for, like situation with one of their picks and this goes into why, in my mind, they would need a top three pick this year or top five because they would keep theirs. Is well, they're not for get, their they have to get top yeah four, they for can't their get top five. for their twenty twenty one pick. If it says here, so they got one three in twenty twenty one to Atlanta if not already settled, or to New York if Dallas conveys first round pick to Atlanta in twenty nineteen. So I mean, looking at that, if they get a top four pick here they will lose their pick in 2021. That's why, for me, it's almost like a, hey, we got our pick. Let's trade and get something. Because, yeah, I know we have KP. Well, I know we're getting a player here. But yeah. we're going to have potentially two draft classes of no first-round I don't picks. think that matters, though. Because, I mean, I we look at teams. No, we look at teams so many times. And, you know, like, you, like if you're a good team, it does not matter where you're picking. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a first-round pick at all. Um, and I don't think it matters at all. I mean, Dallas is a team that usually, you know, trades away their first round picks to get, you know, big players to they help out veterans. their stars. Yeah. Um, like this isn't a team that really relies on the draft to, you know, build out their team. Like they they, they really build out like their stars through this. Um, they, they, you know, obviously you look at um, Luca, you look at Derek, uh, Dirk, and, and and those guys have been acquired through the draft. But I mean, you look consistently when they're building their teams. Like they had their pick in 2018, they got they, they obviously traded that for Luca. They picked Dennis Smith, but then 2015 because they traded away their 2016, they picked Justin Anderson in 21. Then you have to go back to 2013, they skipped another two years at 13. They picked Kelly Olynyk and then traded him, and then ended up getting Harrison Barnes. They're not Harrison Barnes. Uh, they traded him. They traded to get. They, they traded him to Kelly Olynyk. Different uh, Mavs. They picked Kelly Olynyk. Um, sent him to the Boston Celtics. Different I think they Mavs got, teams, different part of the draft. Like, that was the Mavs teams that were still it's good. It's still the same ownership. Yeah, and I know. And their idea but, is that they're going to be good. And Mark Cuban does not like being bad. Yeah. He's going to put everything into well, yeah, that's becoming the a playoff team. Up for Luka last yeah, year. Yeah, and I think that's why they they don't really care about having those draft picks to build out because they're going to mm-hmm. try to build out through free agency. They're going to try to build out through these massive trades like getting a Christoph Porzingis. I mean, they're going to try to go and out and get these these names to fill out their teams right away. And they have mm-hmm. the most, at least, ready young player right now in Luka Doncic to win. So, I mean, there's no reason for them to be like, oh, well, you know, we might not have our pick in 2021 or 2022 if we do this. I don't think they're thinking like that. They're just trying to get talent right away to win and push themselves towards the playoff. Rick Carlisle isn't getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to try to ride out him as long as they possibly can. 
they moved all of this cap space, like Harrison Barnes away, Wesley Matthews away, uh, DeAndre Jordan in way, I mean, he was a one-year deal, uh, away just so they can have cap space this year to go after some of the big names out there. They might not get a Kawhi Leonard, they might not get a Kevin Durant, but they still want to be in the market to be able to possibly get one of those guys. And I think that that's what they need to be looking at is, and that's what at least their philosophy has been in the past years, is they're not really going after these young players and then trying to trade down and maneuver. They're just trying to get into the playoffs and be a team that's competitive as soon as possible. Because I mean, you look at teams in the playoffs right now, like Boston's a team where Kyrie was traded for. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward was a free agent. Al Horford was traded for or free agent. I forget. Free agent. Free agent. Uh, Marouks Morris. Again, you, you mm-hmm. didn't. These are not homegrown talents, and that's that's their starting core. Yeah, but you, you have Houston, at... and they go James Harden traded for Chris Paul traded for mm-hmm. Clint Capella. I think is their their anchor that they actually got. But outside of that, I mean, they're they're pulling guys in the G League. They're pulling guys in free agency. But I mean, Austin Rivers, for most like, like for. Those two teams, you've got numerous teams like the Bucks, the 76ers, I would say the Pacers, the the Nets, uh, no, because like D'Lo was traded for because the Lakers gave um, him away. Like obviously the Pistons got Blake, but most of the teams too, like Warriors, Blazers, Nuggets, these are teams that are drafting teams through the draft and bringing but, them but up. But these guys aren't, like they're not teams that are picking so high in the draft. I mean, the Warriors obviously are like the team, I mean, outside of Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. are the team of, you know, picking so well consistently. Yeah. They got Steph at 9, Clay at 11, and Draymond at 36. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at um, but, uh, the, the, the 76ers. They are the most prolific team mm-hmm. that we're saying we're going to tank for seven years yeah. to yeah. just be bad. Seven years. Um, it felt like forever. You know, we're going to tank for closer to five four. years. Um, we're gonna take for five years and you know be as bad as we possibly can be. We're gonna go through the process. Um, like Milwaukee, they they picked their star at fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not these teams that are picking number one that are are, are shooting up this this exactly. draft boards. The That's only, the crazy thing. The only the one only one that you could say did that and like actually went to the finals with mm-hmm. their number one pick was LeBron. Like and and Kyrie and ways, but the only reason why they did that was because LeBron came back. Yep. Like. I, I, I can't look at a team being like, they got their young guy yeah. at number one, and, and they got it because they had so many shots at the draft. Like, the draft you just need critical, that one guy. Mm-hmm. But, yes, the, the draft is so critical, but it's not how you get to a championship. You have to do everything else well at the same time. And I think that's what the it, – it's yes, if you can get the guy of that year, mm-hmm. you've got a very good chance going forward. But I, I agree with you, Sean. Giannis, Giannis at 15, yeah. uh, Kawhi was traded for. Um, you could argue Joe at, at number three. Um, but that was, again, the process. So that's like the yeah. exception to what our point is. Kyrie was a trade. Victor Oladipo was a trade. Um, he was obviously hurt. But uh, D'Lo was a trade. Um, you look at Orlando, there's no real star there. But they did pick Vucevic. And he was a, a later pick. He was not. I think he was like 16, 17, 18, 20. Um, mm. He was not a, a top 10 pick. Um, and then you look at Detroit, Blake was a trade. You look at Golden State, Steph at 9. But then also you could argue that the best player on that team is Kevin Durant. That was a free agent signing. Mm-hmm. You look at Denver. Yeah, they but like Jokic even before Kevin Durant, they were... The best Jokic the was a trade too. He started his career in Philly. Yeah, but he, he was part of the Bynum deal. But he was still selected <laughs> at forty-eight um, with that pick or forty-six. Um, you look at Portland. Portland uh, mm-hmm. was was sixteenth pick overall. Uh, Vucevic. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. said Jokic. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. meant Vucevic. Well, yeah. and that was my the, mm-hmm. the my thing beat. that you're also bringing up by saying these later picks is going on into what I said. Where if Dallas is at two, I necessarily don't jump and run my pick up to the podium. See, I like to say that. Um, And I don't pick Ja right away because it's like, hey, I can trade back, get some picks, and get a guy that I like 
And that's the big thing, guy that they like. Like, they liked Luka last year. If there's a guy at maybe four, five, six that they like and a team wants to jump up for Ja, Oof. that's what I'm saying. They could do that and get a guy they like while getting more draft capital, and, and too. That's For fair. future trades, that, if you're looking that route. That's fair. I understand that. But I just don't think that you have to be planning out, like, oh, we need a, a draft pick in every single year is what I'm yeah. saying. And that's what you were kind of. I thought you were trying to allude to is that you know oh, we we got to plan out because we're not going to have a pick in twenty twenty or twenty eight uh, you know twenty twenty one because I of would these say trades. twenty twenty would be a pick where I would like a pick there if I'm Dallas, but twenty twenty one at that point if, you're living if like they you have, could live without. If one. they have a top two, they will have that twenty their twenty twenty yeah. pick. They will not have twenty twenty one then. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they're a team that it's just like if you have the ability to take you know your best you know. John Moran or R.J. Barrett, both those guys fit next to Luka Doncic. Yep. Go out and take them. You're fine. You're set. I agree. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, it doesn't matter about, you know, next year or what's going to happen with 2021 because you had that pick, and that pick you pretty much just selected Chris Porzingis with that mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. Or you selected Luka Doncic with that with that pick. And, you know, using two first-round picks on Luka Doncic, still pretty smart. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think that overall it's just like get the best player if you're available for, for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, let's look at any final other teams that we haven't talked about. Um Bulls, it's pretty much got to be at in the top two, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. one or two, unless the Suns also get like messed up behind us somehow. Are Dude. the Knicks? Are the Knicks dead set on one or bust? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. I would I would say one, three, or bust. I would say Zion, RJ, or bust. Okay, um, Cleveland doesn't matter where they end up. No. no, as long as you're in the top four, you're happy. Yep. Okay, um, Chicago, we said top two. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix doesn't matter. Top two. I think it's top two. I think it's you're really hoping for two because, like, the Bulls could be like, yeah, we'll take Zion. The Suns are probably like, no, we want Ja. Like, we want Ja. I know we had the discussion of, like, should they take Ja over Zion? And obviously you're not. But if I'm a Suns fan, I'm sitting there going, please, dear God, I want two, three, or four. Like, the whole Zion situation would not fit well with that team because obviously you have to take them. And Ja would be a bigger need there. All right, I'll ask you this: Would you rather have five and nine if you're the Atlanta Hawks, or one and nothing? One and nothing. I'll take five uh, because it's Zion, one or nothing. But if that's the thing, otherwise I'm picking five and nine because I'll take two players. You know what? I'll take five and nine. I'll take my chances on two players. So you'll take one five Zion. and nine over Zion. Yeah, and you're I'll, taking ta- Zion? I'll take a forward. Billion in the percent. Yeah, I'm taking Zion too. Because um, you still get a pick later. Yeah, yeah true. Year. I mean, the Zion thing throws the whole wrench into it. It's also, it's also Zion and Trey Young. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Zion, oh, that team is dirty. Washington, <laughs> Washington we already talked about, really mm-hmm. doesn't. I mean, they're, it really can't change their franchise in some weird way unless mm-hmm. they get Zion. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, does it matter for them? Oh, if it's they huge. get Zion, it's huge. Okay, but I'm saying, like, does it, it matter if leverage. they get top four? Yeah, I would say so, because then you're getting a quality player to kind of be like Anthony Davis was to that team the face. Like the guy they drafted, he's going to be the guy. And then it's like now it's like how Mm. salty that relationship has been. Like in the top four, top two, top three, you could get a guy that potentially could be that next guy to be the face of your franchise. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're trading Anthony Davis, you're most likely getting a guy in that draft or that that trade. I mean, if you get a Jason Tatum, he immediately becomes the guy. I mean, you and, could, but unless like, it's like the playoffs, again, then he's just not the yeah. guy. We, we just don't know what Yikes. the trade's going to be yet. Uh, Memphis doesn't matter. Yeah, of course it matters. Well, like, I'm, 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 <laughs> of course it matters, but <laughs> I'm saying, like, with, with, like, with will, like will three they be, pieces. Will they be like, you know, Calling up their doctor to you know ask about antidepressants if they don't get a top four. 
Like no, that's like no. I'm, I'm asking. No, like, I does think, it I matter? Think Memphis almost wants this year uh, to not. Mm-hmm. Like, is the biggest over. thing for Memphis like getting top four, or no. or is it just making sure they have a pick? Making sure you have a pick. That's for me. Just make sure. Wonder, make sure like, it does not go to. Boston. I think. I think I would almost this year. I would rather if it fell down to nine, not have a pick this year, and then go into next year and have my pick. I so, like next year's class. I'm starting to like next year's class the more I'm watching, man. <laughs> okay, so you would, you would if, if I'm Memphis, like if I don't get top four, I, will, I want obviously I want out the back end. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Dallas is clear. I don't have to ask about that. Yeah, um, they it's top four bust for them because um, you want you want that pick now, right? For them, yeah, I want one two. <laughs> okay, I want one two. If they get four, do you think they're mm-hmm. upset? Yeah. Honestly, yes, because I mean, Cuban will make it work. Still, they'll trade back or something. But like, mm-hmm. I don't like Jared Culver on that team doesn't do anything for me. I don't. He'd be fine. He'd be fine. Yeah, fine. Like that's that's the thing. I'm at the top mm-hmm. of the ladder. I don't want to be fine. I want to be in love with the player I'm going to pick, and yeah. I, I don't. I don't love him. I think they'll they'll find somebody in the top five that they. I know it's top four. I mean, like Cam Reddish is a question mark. DeAndre Hunter hey. is not a sexy pick at that point. Uh, maybe they go the fucking Mark Cuban way and go Seku Demboya, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And they just hope to strike gold twice with another Euro. I think they could find somebody. Like, I think they could. If with me, it's top five bust because if I had to pick twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one to give the pick up, let me give it away in twenty twenty one. Hopefully, when I'm at that time where it's like, yeah, draft picks, we've got our team. But that could be the year. It could, but like it could also be the hey, no, I'm we're saying already the year for exactly col- for the no high college. school, yeah. Mm. But like it's also the hey, we've already got a playoff team. We're fine picking yeah. lower in the draft. Minnesota is it a franchise changer? I mean, well, I don't. Uh, what, what's well, I mean, do they need the top four? Is what you're meaning to say? I think. Yeah. Instead of franchise I don't, I don't know how that team does anything. I think it'd be huge if they got top four. Is what I'll say. I think it'd be absolutely massive. I, I don't see this team taking any steps yet. Well, I, I, I think, think if they, we've wanted them to add talent, mm-hmm. and they've they've gone to the well of freight and see a couple different times with different guys, and it just doesn't seem to jive. And I don't know that if they hit top four here, I'm going to be any less disappointed. If they get number two, I'm going holy shit. Like if they get John ja that team, like we talked about. Yeah, it earlier, seems like, like we're saying that with every team. No, but like this, like if they get two, this is one of those Whoa. where it's like. If they were in, if they were basically five and Atlanta was at 10, we would be talking about Phoenix, Chicago, Minnesota being the running for Ja. Like it would add another team to that running because they kind of need point guard in my Oh, mind. they do. Like that's why I kept in like early mocks saying like, well, Tyus Jones could be, not Tyus, uh, Trey Jones could be a good pick um, because they need a point guard. And then it's like they got to where they were. And it's like, well, point guard's probably not going to be there for you. And mm-hmm. if it is, it's because Darius Garland slid to 10. Can uh, Zion play with LeBron if yeah. Lakers get number one? Yeah. Really? They'll make it work. Yeah. They will freaking make it work. I don't see it happening. I, I, I honestly see Rich Paul being like, no, you got to trade him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think Zion would – I, yeah. I mean, there's – like, if any, the if any player – Zion would be in overtake, Space Jam 2 quicker than you could say potato. Yeah, if, if anyone could overtake LeBron's stardom, it might be it might be Zion. <laughs> um. I just I don't know I don't see like I could see the Lakers being like or Rich Paul just being like yeah I don't feel comfortable with him being on the same team as my client Trader and I'd say whatever you're under contract this is my team back off it's not gonna happen it's LeBron yeah I don't know that's that's a rough situation to put him through I think that they would have to I think they would trade him I agree I think they would trade him 
They I just do don't see it working. Like, like Zion's incredible, but like it's also LeBron James. And unless you're buying into the fact that like LeBron's been injured now, mm-hmm. like I know it wasn't the like uber critical one like Kobe had, but like once they have one injury over the age of thirty, you start to wonder. I would keep Zion. I would look to move Kyle Kuzma. I mean, you're, they're already moving Kyle yeah, Kuzma, Lonzo like, Ball, potentially Bi, Josh Hart. Lonzo's the one. All I of those keep. guys are in the air. But why would you keep Lonzo when you have uh, Zion? Because they need like Zion's on a point guard. Zion is a point guard. I mean, you have Zion LeBron James. I know you have appara- a point guard. Apparently, LeBron likes playing with Lonzo. That's fine. The defense will come from Zion. Uh, Charlotte, is it critical that they get a top four pick? I don't think so. I don't think it is. I, I mean, think if they if they if they sit at twelve, it's fine. It's not critical, but like I said, if they get two and take Ja, it's interesting. I think they could the kind yeah. of stuff. I think it could be a team that like they end up getting like a Darius Garland or something mm-hmm. like that at twelve, and they just change their franchise. Uh, Miami, would it, I think? God, I think yes. this would be some team that we, this is just a team we have not talked about at all. Yeah. Um, if they get, let's say they get their like number one pick. Um, I mean, that obviously changes their franchise. That's wild. Crazy. It makes them interesting to me again. Yeah. Because they're like, not interesting to me. Sorry, Heat fans. If they get two, would they go Ja or RJ Barrett? Which team is a, which ja. player's a better fit, at least position-wise? They would, I would hope they go Ja, even though we've seen the best out of Winslow running point for them. But, I mean, like, Goran's on his last year of his contract. I, I would go Ja. I think they've got enough uh, two, three kind of guys on that team. So I mean, yeah, because Derek Jones played well this year. Derek Jones is an athletic. Hype I know beast. he. I know he was like the hype beast in he early in the year. He was dunking like crazy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Or unless you're trying to look for uh, RJ to play two, because like D Wade's gone, and then Dion Waiters is your main. Yeah, but two. you still have uh, Richardson. Yeah, who's Josh just, Richardson? Yeah, yep. he's under put, contract 2022. I just exactly. put RJ at the three. But um, then you, where do you put Justice at the four? Bench. Bench point guard. Yikes! Why yikes? Because he's, he's he was a tenth overall pick. <laughs> okay, give him <laughs> thirty was, minutes. Ben, bench doesn't mean you're bad. It's it's starting to go away from there. You're right. Justice Winslow running the second unit as a point would be disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I would still. I mean, is Lou Williams a bad player because he's the best six man ever? Uh, no. I mean, come on. But like, you gotta, I, I but you gotta want he's... that role, and the question is, would Winslow want that? Especially role? when has he is he Just locked up high. contract wise yet? He is under until twenty twenty, um, or twenty twenty two is his oh, okay. cap hold. Then there um, go. He's got a team option in twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. I mean Justice is a guy that I think is you know high character. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, high character guy. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd move to the bench. Um, then we already talked about Boston. Um, and then we obviously talked about Seventy Sixers too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're saying no on trading Ben Simmons if he had Zion. Or yes, I I'm would on say the fence, yes. man. I would say yes. I think it's it's what's the offer going to look like? Because mm-hmm. you could you could get a lot for him. You could get a lot. Um, I I mean I don't but think like, they go for what? the big Heat and Anthony Davis if they get Zion. That would not make sense. No. Um, unless you put Zion at the three. What well, no? You put what you put in Zion at the two. Tobias Harris at the three. Ad at the four. Joe at the five, and having to guard Jimmy Butler. That would be a disgusting team. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I just don't. Oh my god, the defense on that team. <laughs> this will sound like a stupid. <laughs> oh, this will such a bad team. This it is going to this is gonna sound like a stupid question, but I'm gonna throw it out anyways for the sake of content. Yep. Are the Sixers the only team in this draft to where if they get number one, we could logically talk and make sense if they 
traded with the team that's number two and went Ja over Zion because they don't need Zion. They need Ja, in my opinion, more than they need Zion. I I don't like Ja as a fit there, though. But yeah, but you're taking I, Ja to I would trade rat- Ben Simmons. I think, oh, for I think oh. whichever or you're oh, trading no, Ben no, Simmons. Give me I Ben Simmons. I would, I would keep Ben Simmons over Ja right now. I, know I would say Josh trade back and do, get Darius Garland and then just yes. make, be, be, have him be your Lou Will. That would be really interesting. Have him run the second unit. That'd be a lot. That'd be a lot of value if you're going to jump back. You know, like how far you'd have to jump back for a team to get number one. Six remote, people baby. are going to trade up for Zion. I mean, yeah. like think of the offers that would be on the table for that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be it, if they. I, I don't think they trade Zion. I think if they got the two pick though, they'd probably be moving. Yeah. If it, like let's say Chicago well, gets screwed. Though. What do you mean? The Sixers can't get two. No, but no, oh, they can't. That's right. They that's can right. only get one. Well then, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it goes to Boston. Yep. Which nobody really wants to see. Yeah, so they're getting Zion. They'll have to figure it out. Good luck. Good luck, Philly. Because <laughs> if, if could, Boston gets the number two pick, then I just like bounce my head off the tail from the Mark Fultz trade even harder. They get John Morant, and then bye, Kyrie. We don't need you. Just yeah. bounce head off tail. Because if that, <laughs> if that pick doesn't convey to them, uh, it goes all the way down to 24. Think about that. Yeah, like they they would get the twenty fourth pick well, from the seventy six. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a ten in a thousand chance that the seventy six fifth and one uh, number one overall pick will obviously be watching um, in ten days, uh, ten days and five hours. Um, mm-hmm. So d- let us know your picks uh, for the lottery again. Uh, you want to recap it or give your final four um, My, for, for the for your lotto prediction? And, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock order. in New York at one, New Orleans at two. Then I'll say I forgot who I said. I think I'm going to say Dallas at three, Bulls at four. I think right. I changed it from my original, but fuck it. Dave, give us your order. I bought a near Cleveland at one conspiracy. I'll take Chicago at two because I'm a homer. I'll take Dallas at three for the funsies. And at four, I'll give it to the Knicks. I'm going to say Cleveland at one, Dallas at two. I think we all want Phoenix to move out just because it would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, But Phoenix at three. And then... um. Fuck it, Memphis of four. There you go. Why not? And the only reason I game didn't put Phoenix in mind is I'm. That's the only numbers thing I'm going with. Which, if I had to pick only one of the top three to get in the top three, I would pick New York. I'm sorry, no, I don't want Memphis there. I don't oh. want Memphis there because I. I think again, I have Garland as my fourth best player, and I want him to go to Memphis. Um, so they're fine at eight. So unless the teams... Cavs, Dallas. Phoenix, and what were you going to say, Dave? No, no, you're fine. I was like, if you're picking teams from behind them, then you'd have to watch out how many teams you vault over because Memphis mm-hmm. loses their pick if they get pushed down one spot. Well, Dallas yeah. would get screwed then, right? D- Dallas would screw them over? Dallas would indeed screw yeah, them over. Yeah, Dallas would. Dallas, Minnesota, Lakers, Hornets, shit. Heat, and Celtics shit, shit, shit. would bump them down. Um, Well, no, they stuck at eight last time, right, Memphis? Yeah, but you're Although talking a team about team. Vaulted, oh, no, a team didn't vault them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's a, now it's a mind game, man. Yeah, screw it. Put Memphis at four and <laughs> take Garland. I don't care. All right, let us know your lottery predictions down in the comments below. Well, we're definitely gonna be intrigued to see what you mm-hmm. think. Uh, yeah. Are you you know homering it up? Are you conspiracy theory get up? Uh, let us know down in the comments below. And we're doing our mock draft that day too. We are doing our mock draft that day, um, and and then I'll have to run to work. Um, <laughs> so it'll be a fun time. But let us know your com- uh, thoughts down in the comments below. Uh, we got ten days until mm-hmm. it happens. 
Uh, so and, and obviously come back here uh, for our mock draft the uh, the day of uh, May 15th. That's mm-hmm. when we'll actually be posting because we'll be recording at May 14th. All right, let's move into the next topic, and we're going to be talking about the best fits for the Chicago Bulls. Um, yes, I know we may be homers. Yes, we've probably talked about it a well, thousand times. Yes, we, we know it's John Moran. Yeah. Our Bulls um, fans. Well, I, I get lumped into it. Um, <laughs> you're not. I want to clarify. Although, for I want to say you're, you're more, not. You're more of a Nugget fan. I'm I not a say. fan of any team. I know, but I'm, like if I had to pick one, players. if I had to pick a team for Sean, I would lean Nuggets. And I've noticed this with, with my favorite players, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not small. This markets. is all subconsciously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki, yep. Peja Stojakovic, yep. Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic. International. Yep. They're all international white guys. Not not on purpose. Anything like that. I don't know what it is about them, but yep. those guys have always the been my tall, favorite players. White, big men. Rudy Fernandez is in there as <laughs> Who well. Who can shoot. <laughs> those are my top five. And Rudy Fernandez is more uh, is Spanish. Yep. So he kind of goes away from the uh the uh Slavic regions. Is he of, related to Bruno Fernandez? He is not related to Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Confirm. Um but yeah, I, all of it's just Peja, Luca, yep. Nicola, and Dirk. Like those are my those are my guys. Um other than that, it's yeah. like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of LeBron, but like, you know, those are, those are my four guys. I don't know. Like, I, I it's all subconsciously. Yeah. I just realized that though. Like, Peja Stoyakovich was my guy. I was a Kings fan when I first started off, like watching basketball. Uh, and then I had a Dirk jersey. And then you know, obviously Luca and Nicola started that up. And like the the gap in between it was Rudy Fernandez. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Sean's a, a fan of the Western Conference. Because all of them have been Western Conference teams. Yes, that is true. Um, But anyways, uh, we have talked about the best fits for the New York Knicks. We've talked about the best fits for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've talked about the best fits for the Phoenix Suns. We've talked about the best fits for the um, Dallas Mavericks. And just in order, uh, next up is the Chicago Bulls. So Mm -hmm. the whole point is we're not homers. We're going in order. And uh, also, we could have done the Hawks, too, but we'll actually wait until they have two picks. To see if um, they have two picks yeah, or see if they, they have don't. Two picks. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll wait uh, until after the lottery to talk about that. But let's jump into the Chicago Bulls, talk about best fits. Clearly, we know the elephant in the room. The best fit for them is obviously at point guard, and it's John Morant. Ricky, what, what, what most excites you so much that you'd rig your own mock draft to put him to the <laughs> Chicago Bulls? Well, now, I want to defend myself and the sense of— You could defend yourself. Yeah, I said just, numerous times I it. would be trading here, and I picked the player that— But that's yes, not the exercise. Yes, you could have said, well, they could go with Ja, but I'm looking at it saying, no, I'm not going to go with Ja. It wasn't anything like— <laughs> Because Ja's going to the I Bulls. I didn't premeditate, like, no matter what, I'm going to have Ja go to the Bulls. Um, I've never done Some that. Some would say. On a mock draft. You 100% I mean, did that. I did not do that. I, not you, at all. A million percent did it. But for me, like, the biggest fit is just give me a point guard. Um, it could be Ja. Is it Kobe White? Is it uh, Darius Garland? Like, Darius Garland, the only big question mark I put is let me see those medicals at the combine um, before I slot you into that discussion fully. But, I mean, it's point guard or, like, when we talked in the last segment about oh top three or bust, top four or bust, I think for the Bulls it's point guard. I I want to say point guard or bust with an asterisk, and that asterisk is Zion Williamson. Like that's the only pick besides a point guard that I am like yes, I'm happy with that. But I know going in that I'm going to say oh we need a point guard. I want a point guard. They're not going to pick a point guard, and I'm going to be furious. It, the Bulls always do that. It's always, we need this position. We need this guy. Get this guy. Oh, great. We didn't pick that guy. Okay. Well, fuck I looked you. Back the one at last year, though. I mean, like, weren't we all on the Wendell Carter train? 
I, it was either he or Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. And Michael Porter Jr.'s medicals meant he wasn't going to play, and there mm-hmm. was a lot of unsurety about the back with another surgery. So, I mean, we, we took the guy who we expected. It was either Mo Bamba, who went off the board right before us, mm-hmm. or it was Wendell Carter Jr. And I, 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 think, that, I think they hit on the um, popular thought of a need mm-hmm. of getting that center to be the future of the team. To and match I'm not up with talking Lowry. just last year. Okay. Like in Bulls history, it's always been, hey, I want this guy. Why did we pick that guy? Like, the kind of like the Bulls in their front office have made moves in the draft sometimes where you just go, Why did we pick Benzo? Yeah, exactly. Like, why did we trade away Gary Harris and them to get Doug McDermott? Here's what I'll I'll throw out there for the Chicago Bulls. And and this kind of fits into what you're saying, Ricky, is like, you need a point guard and we're going to take a point guard no matter what because that's the only position that we need. And that's that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We got a point guard and we could say we got a point guard and that we got a point guard and we're happy because we got a point yeah. guard. Point like, guard. Like, <laughs> I, I just think that's so ridiculous to blindly just be like, oh, we need one position mm-hmm. and that's the only way that our team can get better is by getting a point guard. Free agency is um, a thing. That's well. That that, that free agency yeah, well, is we've a thing. Never hit it in free agency, so I forget well, it's a thing. Free agency is a thing. But here's the other thing too: is that this year, if you draft John Morant, or mm-hmm. if you do not draft John Morant, you are not going to be an NBA t- champion. You're not going to become an NBA contender, an NBA title contender, by taking John Morant this year. Yeah. That's just the truth. Maybe down the line, yeah, he, he helps you become a, a NBA title contender without a doubt. That can definitely help you and put you in that range. Yep. But that's because of his talent. And that's not because he plays point guard. That's not because he has a PG on him, on his ESPN stat page. All right? That's what I want to get clear. I mean, John I Morant guess is, he would be less helpful as a center... But <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, like, the re- you're not, you're, you're not like, wow. I, I know what you're wow, saying. Wow, they got a point guard, and now that immediately down the road, no, it, it doesn't matter that John Morant's there. It doesn't matter that Darius Garland's there. It doesn't matter that um, fucking Tyus Jones came out of the out of the back from the ceiling, uh, you know, came down from the rafters and declared himself eligible. But and I the Bulls took him. That, you know, like Tyus Jones, uh, you're, you're Trey. By the way, you're talking Trey, about. My bad. Uh, you're mocking Tyus to get replaced by his own brother. Yeah. That's a little embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like they, they, well, they like him. He's there. younger. Yeah. Um, he's Maybe the better. younger, better-looking brother. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I will go to is is just like ha- drafting a point guard is not going to just immediately make you an NBA title contender. It's the talent of the player that you're selecting. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that you cannot be blinded by that. And I think the Bulls can still help themselves by not going point guard. And that's why with if, if the Bulls do not get John Morant, that's why I've consistently had them not go Darius Garland. I've consistently had them not go with Kobe White because I don't think that like those two players, their play styles mm-hmm. and their talent levels can help out the Chicago Bulls. I'm a very big fan of Darius Garland, but I think he needs to be in the right situation to hit his talent. And we've seen this before. Guys need to be in the right situations to hit their talent. If Darius Garland goes to the Bulls, he's either get, taking the ball out of his hands too much mm-hmm. to not be an effective scorer, or he's not getting the ball in his hands enough because, or yeah, he's either pa- same thing, yeah, or or he's going to be put into a passing role, which will not allow him to be. Wait, no, fuck, god damn it, or he'll be scoring too much that it will hurt the Bulls' offense because the ball's being taken away from other guys. And that's uh, what I'm trying to say. And shooters, I do, yes. um, I agree with you in that sense. My bad, because like although okay, there have been there. times Took at four, I've put Kobe White. To the Bulls, if let's say the Bulls were at four, there are three guys who are not a point guard that I would be happy if we took, and that's Jarrett Culver, Cam Reddish, or 
DeAndre Hunter. And the reason why those three guys, and here's the question that you, I kind of throw out the Bulls Nation, yeah. um, because it would be an interesting discussion, is you're like, okay, you're drafting one of those players. Well, you're starting one, two, three are Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Automatic Porter. Well, what if Chris Dunn, yes, he'll play point guard, but what if at times we move Zach over to the one, then like with Jarrett Culver, move him in at the two, Otto at the three? Like, is that something that you like, don't like for the Bulls, having Zach play one We go full. if you draft a guy like Jarrett Culver who plays the two? Or like if you put um, Hunter or Cam at the two, although I would maybe, like, that would be interesting because, like, I don't know if you move Otto, Automatic Porter to the two. Okay, you only say automatic once. The I, next three like times really it. hurt me. I like um, saying it. Two, I don't think we go full Phoenix Suns on this and mm-hmm. give away the point guard position because look at them and look where they've been drafting because they don't have one. Uh, so, but that's not the only reason. But like Chris, they hired a head coach and then fired him after a year. Yeah. They hired James Jones, who has no uh, they make GM terrible uh, decisions. I get that it. has no GM experience. He walked in and just had the job at 38 years old. There was no experience there. And what was Ryan McDonough doing so badly that he needed to be fired for? You hit, you hit, you hit a, a soft spot. I like it. What do you mean? Like you, you hit it. No, oh me. Yeah. Why? Well, Why no, he brought it? up the fact that the Phoenix Suns haven't had a point guard, but I'm like, yeah. that's not the only reason. But you were you were chucking just, up the whole James Jones stuff. Oh, like, I, I just mean, said like, like they fired their head coach and they made horrible decisions yeah, they, as a it, franchise. It, but that's the thing is like yeah. it's not the point guard. Yeah. It's not, it's no, not they didn't I'm have, agreeing with you. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> if they put Derrick Rose out there, then I got to start winning games. <laughs> I think they would have. You think they're going to win f- fucking 10 Sean, games you, and get in the playoffs? Can you snap your neck harder on that shit? Yeah, Jesus. I'm trying to break it because <laughs> this conversation is killing me. Um, kidding. Are you Are you telling me that early season Derrick Rose wouldn't have won them games? Oh, great. They would have They would have had a better shot in the first 25 Three games. bones for Derrick Rose. The if favorite, I have to give another... Favorite topic of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the first 25 games on Basketball the Reference. Bones He shot podcast. 50% from three. Look at the next 25... He shot 21. And then look at his career percentages, and you can just see that he's a bad shooter. Um, anyways, getting back on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that the fact that the Suns haven't won and since Steve Nash is just because, oh, they had Steve Nash, who was a great point guard. Well, it's mean, just because they, they had a flood of point guard talent and depth. They had uh, Goran, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah, Goran. Brandon had, Knight, yep. Eric Bledsoe. Yep. You have four legitimate NBA starting point guards. And what they do? They traded them all the way. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we can't have any of them." Yep, we're gonna get all of them away. Yeah, that was that's why I don't I don't see us going. I don't like us going Jared Culver. I think Cam's the only one that interests me. Mm -hmm. If we do, just because of potential. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, though, it's not fun. Here's the thing: I I would reach. I'd be that guy who's gonna reach on a point guard. Here's the thing: I throw out then, and you mentioned I can't remember if it was the beginning of this segment or end of last one. Mm -hmm. How you're starting to dive into next year's draft class, and you're liking them. Yeah, there's a lot of point guards available, even if we are. There's a few. Even if we are not where we are now, which is a top five pick before the lottery. If we're healthy, we're going to be in the postseason. Which I feel like they're. Potentially, because guys always do start out higher. Like the NFL, I was looking at this because I'm coming up with a way, way too early mock draft. My number one pick last year at the beginning of 2018 was Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver did not go number one in the NFL. So it's like there's always that guy that like rises or the Ro- guys that fall. You tell like, me Romeo Lankford's not going number one this year? Exactly. Like we all had, <laughs> Z- I had Zion to the Bulls, but I didn't have him at number one. Yeah. Um, we, none of us had Zion number at one. number one. Yep. Um, so to me, I feel like we could go 
with a Cam Reddish, a Jarrett Culver, a DeAndre Hunter, and go away from point guard, knowing that next year's point guard class is so right now we think it's so like full of depth uh-huh. that we can get one next year. That's what I'm saying. You already have a guy on the roster. Like Chris does play one more year. Yeah, he isn't great, but I mean he's Don't still is cheap. Well, and let's like, let him prove it. Let him prove if he's worth the extension or not. And when he's healthy, he's okay. He's not bad. He's just not great. The biggest thing is yeah. he doesn't bring offense, and that's the thing you kind of want from your point guard. But or no, I, it, yeah, it, that's the thing. Or is just like, if he can develop his shot a little bit, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean he's like at like thirty percent, I think, like on his career from three. Like if he can just bump that up to like thirty-two, and he just all he needs to do is pass the ball. When looking at that offense, when looking at that team, mm-hmm. you have Zach Levine who could score at the two. You have Otto Porter who can score at the three. You have Laurie Markkinen who could score at the four. You have, hopefully, Wendell Carter who you want at least getting touches and getting shots up shot at the five in his rookie year. What's from, that? He shot 35% from three on two attempts this year. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, he's just not shooting enough. So, like, it, and and I don't really want him shooting enough. You just want him standing out there to yeah. be a dangerous enough shooter to be a guy that you need to at least look out for. Um I just look at that team, and it's just like I, I think you need a guy that can be a guy who can knock down some open threes and just pass the ball around because your f- other four guys can score. Your yeah. other four guys at least have the ability to put up 20 points a night. Otto Porter, Zach Levine, Laurie Markin, those are all 20-point scorers. Um, and, and you look at Mono Carter, he needs shots and he needs opportunities. I don't see a reason why you need to pigeonhole a, a point guard into that spot just because he you know plays point guard. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see it. That's fair. And I respect your opinion. I just really love John Morant. <laughs> well, oh, that's the thing is like, so it's like I, if you don't like Jaw, it's it's don't reach on Kobe or yeah. my thing is, is yeah. I'm not picking okay. Jaw because he's a point guard. I'm okay. picking Jaw because I love Jaw Morant because he's the second yeah. best player in the draft. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Fair enough. That's the thing is like, it, it's great that he is a point guard because yep. that's the position that you need. Yeah. Like like that's just a double bonus. But I'm gonna throw this out okay. at you, and there's a reason why I asked you that because. Weren't you the one that put RJ on the big board? RJ above Ja, or yes. you have Ja above RJ? The the Bulls are at two. Are you picking Ja because he's number two on your board, or because he's a point guard? If you have if RJ. the Bulls are at two, yeah, I think he's just no. I think he's a perfect. It's the du- perfect. Fit. I said, yes, the double okay. bonus of because like the the difference well, between Ja and RJ mm-hmm. in my mind are not huge. Yeah. So that way, you know, you if you're the Bulls and you're at 2, mm-hmm. it's the double bonus of oh, he's a point guard and you love the player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I mean we, everyone knows that the top 3 are the top 3. Yeah. yeah. I, I I love I all of those players forever. If if it's not the that 3 in that order mm-hmm. is assuming no one gets injured between now and then. Yeah. Like I don't expect the like bizarre like Marvin Bagley love train to happen again where it's like I mean like yeah, he's a very good player, but I didn't think anybody outside of Sacramento had him going too. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if a team like then the only reason I say this is with the third overall pick. Yeah. I would not be surprised if a team falls in love with like a Brandon Clark or a Cam Reddish and shocks us at three. Wow. But I would still If they go, take Brandon Clark at three, yikes. I'm just saying, like anything is possible. Teams fall in love with players quickly sometimes. Oh, no. I'm just saying. And I wouldn't be surprised. It happens. The thing I want to throw Yikes. out is so <laughs> there's an article that I have here from uh, Pippin Ain't Easy um, from love the Fan Side Network. Yep. I love their site name. Um, Which one's the one I got in trouble with? I can't even remember. I think it was the 76er one. No, was it was the Bulls one. No, because I called the writer stupid. It wasn't Pippin yeah, Ain't you, Easy. You really went after that. Guy. I don't think it was Pippin Ain't Easy. Well, it was I like no, Pippin it was because Ricky. Ricky. Uh, I misread it. 
Yeah, Ricky yeah. misread it, and then but, I called him stupid. Yeah, he, not, this he one is Willie. the writer stupid because Ricky misread it. This one's <laughs> Willie Lux, uh, who wrote this. He put it up three days ago, so it's a fresh article. They ranked the options for the Bulls at starting point guard next year. And they've got six options. Here's what they are. They've got number six is Chris Dunn. Number five, Pat Bev. Number four is Darius Garland. Number three is Derrick Rose. Two is Drew Holiday. One is John Morant. And when looking at this article, the one conversation I was like, huh, that's interesting to me. Drew Holiday. And the reason, like, and they even say in the article, yeah. is this is all contingent. I'm just going to read it. Now, all this is contingent upon the New Orleans Pelicans' interest in rebuilding. With new GM David Griffin in place, the Anthony Davis trade situation a bit blurry for the time being. Until there's movement on the Davis front, it's unlikely the Pels trade Holiday. But if, let's say, the Pelicans then move on from Anthony Davis— and later after this draft decide, hey, we're going to move on from Drew Holiday. Could he be a guy the Bulls go with? And why we, unless it's Ja, don't necessarily have to take a point guard at four. Drew rumors have been out there. They came out near the trade deadline because yep. of the thought that Anthony Davis might be moved. Mm-hmm. So I will not say that that idea is crazy from, uh, who is it? Who's Willie right? Lutz. Willie Lutz. I will not say that it's, is it just Will Lutz? No, it's actually oh, Willie. Willie Lutz. Okay, um, I don't know if you were just being no. like it's you know, W. It's can right. So, uh, and I'm not saying Willie, Willie Lutz is crazy for saying that Drew Holiday might be on the trade block. Mm-hmm. I just find it hard to believe that they would trade him since they have him under contract, and I think that their idea when trading Anthony Davis will still be a team that can be somewhat competitive to reload. Because if they get you know Jason Tatum. This is a guy that has put up near 20 points a game, 20 points a night, um, at least you know before. And, and I think mm-hmm. if he has a larger role, he could put up near that production. Mm-hmm. And they'll still be looking to add in the draft as well. Let's say they get like a DeAndre Hunter if he falls to them. That could be pieces for them that to still compete. That 2 is dirty. If they re-sign uh, uh, Julius Randle, that's a, that can keep their pieces a- around. Yep. I don't see them trading Drew Holiday. I find that hard to believe. So I would write that one off. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose being at three is one that I hardly disagree with. And Willie Lutz is probably around my age, so he probably grew up a Bulls fan, loving Derrick Rose. I understand where he's coming from there, but I don't I don't see that fit. Again, I'm I'm not in love with, with Derrick Rose's last year. I understand yeah. that he had those first twenty five games, Dave, and I understand that he had the bone spurs. Um, but I would be more likely to see that the bone spurs come back in his elbow than the first twenty five games of his four uh, three point shooting percentage. I think that is a fair thing that you could agree with. The fact that Derrick Rose might get injured again yes. over him being this miraculous three point shooter. Yeah, I, I don't believe he's a fifty percent three point shooter. Yeah, I would agree. And I with think that. he's more likely a 30 30 year old that's going to be injured again um that's what i see in derrick rose and then um he had uh who who do you have and then four was four was darius garland five was pat okay um the the garland one i'm iffy on just because i don't love his Mm -hmm. fit with the offense and i think that would again be pigeonholing point guards yeah but the whole point of the article is ranking the point guard options so i really can't bash that um and i would probably actually put garland above d rose Mm -hmm. um and then with the Pat Bev thing, I just don't think he's going to walk from L.A., but he'd yeah. be a really nice fit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, some decent ideas out yeah. there. I, I just think Chris Dunn, he's already there. 
He's free, and I think the whole idea with Will Lutz— He perfect backup for us. The question is, does after this well, year, does he want to be the backup? And I think the thing with Will, Willie Lutz is probably getting there, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's not an exciting option at yeah. all. Well, it's, it's the also, guy that you have. He's cheap. He's boring. Yeah, he's also—he was an older player when drafted. He was a yeah. senior when he's drafted. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're at the end of that first contract, and it's like you're in your if prime. we're already saying like you're a backup, how much better are you going to get? Now, could we get the like, hey, he's a really good— Player off the bench, kind of like how, and I'm not saying to this level, but like how um, Sean brought up Lou Will in the last segment of like, I oh, think, if you're a six man, like he I mean, could his be, career arc is similar to Pat Pev, yeah. I would hope. I mean, defensively, mm-hmm. he, he has that similarity. Three point shooting, Pat Pev worked on a lot. Obviously, Pat Pev had to go mm-hmm. overseas and come back, but like, uh, I think Chris Dunn's a guy who, you know, has the ability to be the perfect fit on that team is the problem. Like, he has the defense to make up for Zach Levine's just total lack mm-hmm. of giving a mm-hmm. fuck on that end of the court. So I, I like Chris Dunn. It's just here's that that, that offense needs Chris Dunn's better 25. flow. He just turned twenty five in March. The thing is, yeah. is, though, like he's improved every single year. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not getting worse. He put up less points last year, um, but he also took less shots. He took less threes. He took less uh, free throws. But his percentages still went up. He went from 32.1% from uh, beyond the arc last year to 35% on less attempts, but it was 0.5% attempts. He went down in uh, field goal efficiency, but it was 429 to 425 which isn't crazy. He went up in free throw percentage, uh, 73.7 to 79.7. He stayed at the same assist rate pretty much at the near same minutes, but he also took down his turnovers from 3 to 2.3. And and, and I think he's still an effective player. The biggest thing that I just think he has has had bad luck is is just health. Um, He wasn't healthy last year, and then obviously he was having this great run in his his sophomore year, and then he broke his face on the floor against uh, Golden State. And that was just something that like really just kind of turned to season around. So I think if you get a whole 72 games from this year, mm-hmm. you can probably see what you have from Chris Dunn. How many games? Made 72. Is that right? I feel like 72 is the wrong number for some reason in my head. Is it 82? I feel like it's 82. Oh, and 82 is a full yeah, yeah, he's saying, a full like, season. If he I'm just time. saying if he gets like 72 oh. games. Oh, okay. Like you that would be full good. Season, I was like, okay. No, I'm, I'm saying a full 72 games where he's actually playing in 72 games. Fair enough. Um, if he plays 72 out of 82, then that would be good. Because mm-hmm. his, his career high is 78. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's ever going to get back up to 78 or anything like that. And they're probably going to bench him at some point. Like they're probably going to you know, give him rest. Um. Yeah, no, I, I know there's 82 games okay. in the season. I was real um, confused there. I was like, oh. I probably should have said like 70. Just yeah. so that way it's not like the two. Like, uh, it can give me most of a season. Yeah, yeah. If you can get, if you get a, a majority of the season where he's playing over sixty games, over seventy games, then you can finally see what you actually have from him. Uh, I think he's more of an intriguing option than Bulls fans want to admit, and I understand why you don't want to admit that because it's just mm-hmm. like he's a guy that you know has just kind of been there. Like he I hasn't want, been he hasn't been great. I want him to be everything that this team needs. I just don't think if he's. I don't think he's going to be the future starting point guard of this team. At best, he'll be the future backup point guard to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, let's rank in kind of what Matt uh, Willie, uh, Willie Lutz did. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him from Pippin A. Easy. Um, let's kind of do what he did, and let's just rank the top five mm-hmm. draft prospects for the Bulls, strictly. Because, Dave, yeah. I know you're not in love with Zion Williamson. It's still Zion at one. Okay. God damn it. But don't, don't give me your big board. All right. Shrug. Give give me give me your guys that that you would love to see in a Chicago Bulls uniform. So it doesn't even matter about like where you're picking. Just what are the top five guys that you want to see in a Chicago Bulls uniform as Chicago Bulls fans? You guys. Hmm. Jazz at one. Yeah. Like, can we just 
Take and you're Zion. not you're not saying talent wise. Yeah. You're saying the guys that you would love. So if you love if you'd love to see John Morant in a Bulls uniform more than Zion Williamson, put him at one. Can we just have Zion be his own thing though? Because no. like I would be really excited for Zion to be fuck it. Zion's number one. I yeah. can't say Agreed. I would not be excited Agreed. to see him in a Bulls jersey you when I said if we get the number one pick on the uh lottery, buying the, I'm buying the jersey on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've said that and I'm gonna do it. Um but I mean Zion would be one then, Ja would be two. After that, it's kind of an open door for me between what do you want more? Do you want to reach, potentially reach, for like a Kobe White or a Darius Garland? Or you find taking like a, um, to me it's a Cam Reddish, the Jarrett Culver, the um, DeAndre Hunter. Because I will say, even if we're at three and Zion and Jago first, I would not take R.J. Barrett. I do not think R.J. Barrett is a good fit for this team because of what we have with Zach and Otto I don't think who, he would who's fit soon with to replace. That. I think that you have to be concerned about everyone's health. I mm-hmm. think literally everybody but Otto Porter has had major injuries in True. their career in the last couple of years. So I would just I would I, feel I'm looking like at Cam and, probably even, even well, I'm, yeah. I'm taking I'm no I'm I'm still going three with RJ. Like I have no problem with RJ yeah. being my third. I go Cam fourth, mm-hmm. and at that point, then I wild card it back to like Darius. Yeah, I think Darius would probably be my fifth. I would probably say what best fits <clears throat> Cam three. Then I would go see the hard one for me is DeAndre Hunter and Jarrett Culver because I think they can they can both fit good with this team. Um, part of fit me, well. yeah, fit well. Um, part fit of me good. would say fit good. Yeah, part of me sure would say good. I'm gonna fit good. Go DeAndre Hunter, even though he's got. The what he's a little bit older, he's about a year older than Jarrett Culver, and right now has a bigger body and he's taller than I would put him at four, and then Kobe White would be five. Okay, even though people might disagree with Kobe White and his fit with the Bulls, I think at least players that would be intriguing for the Bulls, um, because I'm not really excited to be you know, I don't really care, Mm -hmm. um, ambivalent. Um, Ja would be one again, it's pretty clear on that end. Um, then I, I think you just really have to rank like how they fit so Zion's with the not team. Your number one, because um, you made us go Zion number one, so you have to put him on. No, yours. no, no. He's saying most excited. Like he, he oh, doesn't okay. have the same oh, okay. uh, fandom that we have. That Fair we enough. would be excited. No, I would to see say Zion. most. I said most intriguing. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, think okay. I don't find Zion on the balls intriguing. I don't. He's going to be intriguing wherever he goes. He can go play in Latvia. He'd be intriguing. Like <laughs> it's not intriguing to you know have the best player on the team. Like you're saying as a fan. Like, yeah. Zion's the best player. I don't need to tell these people that Zion's the best player. Like, <laughs> if, if Zion goes to the, the Bulls, they'd be making a smart pick because they're probably getting him at one, and if you get him at two, you just got to steal. Like, but it, most intriguing, best maybe John Morant. Biggest steal of the draft, Zion. Yeah, could you imagine? Uh, he should go negative one. <laughs> uh, I think ja, ja would be one just because I think he'd be very intriguing to see on the Bulls because maybe mm-hmm. that is the final piece to unlock them. Um, I think if you add Zion, again, it's just you adding a great player to, to, to a team with a lot of potential. Uh, Zion would be at one. Uh, then I would say probably Bull Bull I think would be intriguing. What? Well, listen to this. We don't need a five. You don't, we don't need a You don't man. need a five, but what's the whole thing we've been saying about Bull Bull? Is that he's not starting. Right, he's gonna be playing twenty minutes. Maybe. So if he plays twenty minutes, maybe. I think it'd be you've tr- been saying that. <laughs> I do. You think he could play 30, 30 minutes a game? I think in, he could. In, in sixty plus games in a year. I think there's a chance. I I don't know disagree. The, the highness so you're of saying the chance, there's a chance. What I'm saying. There's okay. A chance. Do you find it likely 
Sean, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on this bitch. Okay, so it's a no. Um, <laughs> I, I think it would be intriguing for him to be there. If, if they fall to six, maybe they take a gamble on him. And I think that would be intriguing. Um, Kobe White would be three. Four would be DeAndre Hunter. Five would be Garland. It's just my problem. This with, isn't likelihood. Yeah, yeah, I this know. This isn't I know. likelihood I, of going. Like, my problem with Bull Bull is just, like, I look at our front court, and yes, Felicio is hot garbage. Yes. Um, yes, Rolo is a free agent this year, but I feel like we can get him back. Um, I feel like we can Love sign Rolo. him back to a think he's great. Uh, yep. like small contract. Play but, well at the four. But to me, we've got our future five and four, and and I know that like oh well, Bobo doesn't need to start. But like if I am drafting this draft, I'm getting a guy that's either going to really mm-hmm. help me out, so like a DeAndre Hunter, a Jarrett Culver, a Cam Reddish, or I'm getting my starting point guard. And that's fine. I understand that. But I think I'm not saying best mm-hmm. fits. Yeah, I know. I I'm just saying you. like. And then How is be DeAndre intriguing. Hunter intriguing then? Because I think that be intriguing boring because AF. I, but I, I think he's intriguing. Except for the championship game. No, boring AF. Also, he's, he's four. He's not number one. Um, and I think the reason why he'd be intriguing is just because I would love the versatility to see on the team. Because <laughs> okay. that way, would you see Zach Levine at the one? What would Zach Levine at the true one be like? Um, would you move Otto Porter to then like the two? Um, that would be very Go. weird. Or okay. I mean, what would he play in Hunter the two? I mean, like, that's the thing. Is like yeah, you, you have, have to play someone big. Both three fours probably. Yeah, you have, you have play to play Hunter one big ass dude at the, the two. Denzel Valentine. Um, yikes. Maybe he's not the most intriguing one because I don't want to see that. Whatever to get down, Denzel back. Valentine what about, what off the team, Clutchinson? that's what I'd be happy yeah, with. Yeah, you got Clutchinson. Gross. We still got Clutchinson. Our Gross. first round pick from last year. Both guys suck. Um, well, my point round. is, if you're picking this high in the draft, and we hope it's the last time we're picking this high because yeah. we have mm. playoff aspirations on a healthy Bulls team, I'm taking a swing. I, I'm not taking a boring player in mm. my mind like a DeAndre Hunter. That's fair. Because I, I, I don't... Think, I think there's guys later on in drafts that could be three and D wings. So would you rather have Seiko? A hundred percent. A hundred percent would put him in over there. I just, I'm surprised I, that you I, didn't. Well, that's I I, I don't think they're going to go Seiku. Um, I don't think they will either. And I, I think the other thing, too, is that I don't find him intriguing on the Bulls because I, I just don't think that he's a necessary, a necessarily a fit with the Bulls. Okay. Um, and the other thing, too, is that with Hunter, I think Hunter makes them a better team. And today it would, and and that's the thing. It's like they would be more interesting because I'd actually want to watch Bulls basketball. It'd be higher quality basketball. So um, I, I, I think he's just a good player. He's uh, not. He's not. You have you have Zach Levine. Like you don't need more interesting players. Like hell you, yeah, you, do. you have excitement right this there. High. You have excitement right there for We're Zach picking Levine. Picking this high, uh, but I am I'm saying gonna, you already have exciting players. Is my point. I'm um, also going to throw this out yeah, there. Yeah, go ahead. The Bulls with their second round pick. Yeah. Could hit somebody. Like we talked Yo, on the PTP. What if, they just, what if they run oh, out of time? Oh, I don't want to see cash no. considerations. Cash considerations, MVP. Oh, 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 please don't. Um, but like I I pointed to the camera for those of you yeah. who were watching, but the camera ran out of time, so we gotta we gotta work on that. I am there we go. looking cash at, considerations. I'm looking at the just players that are there, and I yeah. know we talked about our steals in the PTP um this week. you guys should go check it out. But like one that I'm going to throw out that is intriguing. Yeah, my, Lewis King is a guy I like, Dave. Um, and would be, I'd be <laughs> happy if he was in a Bulls uniform. Yeah. But no, the guy that I'm going to throw out that I would think would be just as intriguing as Ball Ball is a second-round pick for us, Jonte Porter. Yikes. Darius like, Bates. Take, like, Yikes. taking a yes. swing. Like, 
at 38 <laughs> taking a swing at Jonte if no. he's there? Like, Go Baisley. This is a guy that had lottery ex- aspirations. I, I and remember. one of the commenters on our segment said the reason why he retorted is he said, I came back before the doctors told me I should. I was trying to get out there quicker than I knew, than I should have, and that's why I retort. Yes, it's still bad. It's still a very big red it's flag. It's that chair, man. He's, he's not. He's <laughs> not listening to doctors. That's the porter chair. Or the he's just chair. saying that to make his draft stock look better. Maybe no doctor is going to come out and be like, "No, I told him it was fine to go but out at, there." But at thirty-eight, like, depending on who's he's going there, to say what's best for his draft stock. I could take a flyer on Jonte at thirty-eight. I hundred percent would take a flyer on Jonte. I also am curious to see in a couple weeks what happens to Darius Baisley. And does mm. he look like he can play basketball versus anything other than but a chair? all those business skills, Dave. I, I, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see chair workouts from him. Remember those back in the mm-hmm. day? Well, <laughs> he was workouts. also chair workouts. Check out his YouTube channel. He was uh, shooting hoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, I, I think that overall, if they don't get Ja, Chicago fans are just going to cry. Probably. Yeah, it's unless they get Zion. It's one or two. Um, and then we just quit. Anyways, final thoughts on the Bulls best fits. Uh best fits for me, I would I really want Zion, really want Ja. Then my third would be I really want Col or not Culver. Um Cam Reddish. However, I am fully prepared to be picking at number six in the twenty nineteen NBA draft. Actually, yeah, wait, take DeAndre Hunter out there and move Cam Reddish up to two. Uh, for most intriguing to watch and, and move Bulba down to three because I would love to see Cam Reddish be ass on the Bulls and just have Bulls Jesus fans well, crying. What if he's really good Because that the would Bulls be great. That would be working in so sports bad. radio and hearing everyone call it, this Cam Reddish guy sucks. Like, if you thought you were under the spotlight playing for Duke yeah. and getting some shit, imagine being a But he's got Jim player. Boylan instead of Coach K. Yeah, I would love listening to fucking Chicago fans complain that about Cam Reddish. That would be insane. Whew, be amazing. fun. Um, but anyways, uh, that'd be an extreme content factor, just listening to those phone calls. But anyways. What uh, about it, your answer, Dave? You didn't give an answer. I totally did give an answer. Did you? I didn't hear you give an answer. What is it, top five? Yeah. No, yeah. The, the one that we just did, the top three, and then I thought you asked us a question. He you asked you a give question. Your, okay. It's okay. I thought he was asking no, us. No, I said final thoughts. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking both. No, you yeah, were just but... wrapping up. Um. Anyways, final thoughts? You got any? No. Cool. Uh, let us know your best fits for the Chicago Bulls down in the comments below. Uh, we can't wait to hear those. But let's move into the final topic. This one's going to be sort of quick. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tyron Liu, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski at Woj ESPN. If you guys don't know who he is, a uh, very underrated uh, beat, uh, beat writer. Uh, not not a guy, not a lot of followers. So, he needs uh, to get more connections in the business, yeah. though. I think he could be something Does special. Does he have as many connections as Sham? That's a huge question. Yeah, he's he's pretty pathetic uh, <laughs> at three point or 2.95. I don't want to give him too much credit. 2.95. Uh, million followers, but uh, Woj <laughs> tweeted, Lakers are proceeding towards an offer to Ty Lue in the coming days and have no plans to introduce new candidates into the head coaching search process. League sources tell Ramona Shelbourne and me, and that's after new Suns coach Monty Williams signed with the Suns for five years. So that was where the two guys that were really big uh, for the Lakers in, in looking in their coaching search was Monty Williams and Ty Lue, and now it seems like Ty Lue is going to be the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, so he's going to be re- Forming the uh, tag team duo of Lou and James uh, in Los Angeles. And let's talk about our thoughts for that one. Because when I first heard it, it just made me kind of laugh. Yeah, I mean, because Ty Lue's going back to the place he got stepped over. He's yeah. going back to the place that. But he's uh, already got. He won ring there. And he won rings with LeBron. So now he's there with LeBron. Well, but How two does rings not equal ring cancel I've, out. Oh. I've got one question for Ty Lue. Like one question. There's only one other guy. That truly knows the answer to this question. Yeah. How does LeBron's coattail feel? 
Because that's a question I'd really... Like, James Jones is the Full only one money? that I truly know the answer to that question. But, like, to me, I see this, and it's like, I get it. I get why you're doing it. You're mm-hmm. going to make LeBron happy. Although it's like, you hear all the things where, like, well, LeBron's going to try to stay out of the... Just don't feed me that BS. Don't feed me it. LeBron is in the room. Now that Magic Johnson is out, it is GM LeBron, or La GM, La GM. as we love calling him. And it's just... This, to me, I feel like is a good move if you're happy that LeBron is in L.A. It's a terrible move for the Lakers' future overall because I don't think it's good. I don't think it equals rings for L.A. But how is it a bad move for them going forward? That's what I'm saying. It's not like Ty Lue is, like, sabotaging the other players on the team. No, but I'm saying look at, as Ty, a, as look a at coach, Ty Lue after LeBron left. Yeah, like he got fired because he's not. To me, it's like LeBron left. Yeah, because he's then that's the, because the owner was reminded of the man who was LeBron James. Well, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. To where yes, this team's a little different than Cleveland. That Cleveland team was a little bit um, de- more depleted um, than what this Laker team is. But yeah. I feel like if you took Ty Lue and put him on the Laker coaching staff the year before. LeBron came to L.A. and switched him and Luke Walton, I feel like Ty Lue would have been doing the same exact like spot that Luke Walton had that team. I don't think they get any better with that. I think that it's only staying the same or getting worse with Ty Lue. I'll stay staying the same because I don't think he's worse than Luke Walton, but I don't I, think I he's mean, exponentially dis- better than Luke see, Walton. See, I, I disagree. I think but, uh, Luke Walton has more of a basketball mind. And this is, I don't want to talk too much about this because of Luke Walton's currently mm-hmm. uh, ongoing case yeah. uh, with the reporter from, uh, the I think it was Sportsnet. Uh, in LA, mm-hmm. uh, kind of getting into the Kristaps things. We don't know a yeah. ton, and yeah. I don't want to talk about it. you know this guy in glory, glorifying praises if if this if this report is true, because um, clearly if it is, he's a huge. I can call him a glorifying babysitter. Yeah. Um, but that, I, I think we're talking basketball. I, I think the biggest thing with it is just I have never been inspired by Ty Lue. When yeah. watching Ty Lue coach a basketball game, mm-hmm. I fall asleep because Ty Lue looks like he is asleep. <laughs> And the other thing too is, and this is, and this is nothing. I'm not trying to shame or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ty Lue has been a guy who, while coaching LeBron, has had massive anxiety attacks where he's need to step away from coaching. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see how it's a this, lot of pressure coaching LeBron. Yes. So clearly, it showed that he cannot handle it. Yes, because he won a ring does not mean he was successful. That team was not successful because of Ty Lue. It's because they had the best player in basketball at that time in LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, who was also on that team and hit a massively huge shot, and Kevin Love, who was a former All-Star, went out and stopped He put Steph the clamps Curry. on Steph yeah. Curry. So, I mean, that was the big thing <laughs> there. Was The, the Warriors took their ga- step off the, the foot off the gas pedal. LeBron was a monster in those last final uh, three games. Yeah. Kyrie hit a massive shot, and Kevin Love stepped up when he needed to. Right? None of that was because of Ty Lue. Ty Lue didn't put them in that situation. Ty Lue was there. I mean, he didn't. And, and that's the thing. His rotations weren't awful in that series. Okay, but here's here's the thing that I will go against that is. Yeah. We've seen guys now outside of the Ty Lue system and outside of the LeBron system yeah. play much better than they have ever before in their career. George George Hill looks great in Milwaukee. And, and, and Roddy Hood looks great in, in Portland. These guys getting second chances on teams that actually incorporate them in the correct way and mm-hmm. give them shots and opportunities clearly work out better in other places. And I don't think that's massively because of Ty Lue. I think it's more because of the guy that's on the team in, in, in LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ty Lue does anything specifically that makes me go, wow. 
I don't think he, this guy is a, a, a basketball genius. I don't think he's a mastermind. And I don't really know if he really gets his guys up to play around him. I think that was something that I kind of, uh, you, you kind of saw was lacking from the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Because, I mean, you look uh, in, in at least the Eastern uh, Conference Finals, uh, the Boston Celtics series, uh, they they weren't getting up to play against, you know, Jason Tatum, yeah. a Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum-led team. Like, yep. this team was not getting up. They were not getting ready. They were not getting amped up to go take down this team. I don't think Ty Lue can convince these guys to rally the troops and go out and win every single night. But I just don't why, see it. That's not why he was hired. He was, was hired say, to make LeBron happy. He's hired but, because but he's a friend of the players. That doesn't mean it's good, no, though. And it doesn't mean I'm it's bad, it's, it's I bad. I think it's bad. Front officing. It may not be that's ideal for your mm-hmm. situation, but when you have LeBron James, you have to coach LeBron James, and LeBron James doesn't want a basketball savant out there. He like LeBron doesn't want pop. Like that's not that's not. And then we're goal. gonna get pop. So no, but yeah. My point being, he doesn't or want Brad Stevens. He doesn't want like a that, controlling yeah. head coach. He doesn't want someone who's mm-hmm. going to try to tell him they know more basketball than he does. He wants someone who's going to be on his side on things, who's mm-hmm. going to agree with him, who's going to be like, hey, LeBron, maybe we should try doing this. Not LeBron, this is your thing. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Like that is that is his job on that team, and that is exactly why he's the perfect fit for this team because nobody else on this team matters. Mm-hmm. It's just can you keep LeBron James happy? Because when LeBron James is happy and you put pieces around him, they have a very good chance of winning games. And it's but, very but, simple. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, is, no, is, no, no, yes, no, they I, might have a chance to win more games yeah. than they did this year, but that's not because of Ty Lue. And that's not really because you're you're doing it because you're getting rid of the roster that did not fit around Le, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Now that LeBron's that healthy helps. and you're putting the roster around him, that's why you're winning games. It's not because you changed the head coach. I think, and, I and think I, it matters. I think you could have taken a stand if you were the front office and be like, no, we're not firing this guy. You can but what work did Luke Walton show you other than he makes terrible fucking I'm decisions. not saying Luke Walton, but I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just saying, like, Ty Lue is not, like, okay. th- like that's, like, going well, Ricky, out. Ricky was saying you're only getting worse from no, switching from Ty Lue to the same or Luke. worse. Yeah. Like, so why, why here, here's do you think what that Luke say. Walton is on the same or worse than him? I think he's the same just because I, I think he's a, a little bit better, at least from a head coaching standpoint, just because I thought that he was connect, he was connect, he could connected more with the locker room and roster better. This is pre-LeBron because mm-hmm. clearly he did not uh, when LeBron yeah, was there. He, he did not um, connect well with veterans at all. But I think before LeBron got there, the Lakers did have a connection. They did have this uh, uh, camaraderie, camaraderie that shined through that locker room before LeBron got there. And I think that did have to help with Luke Walton. Luke Walton probably let them play open and free and and, and do what they wanted on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was something that really did, you know, contribute to their growth as players. Lonzo, B.I., uh, 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 Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Like, those guys were helped by what Luke Walton was doing out there. And I think we would not, we would never be able to see that. We would not be able to see that from Ty Lue. And, yes, he didn't really get a shot in Cleveland to do that with a younger team or mm-hmm. a, a different team. Um, but I still don't think it was – he he would have that ability. I don't think he is this guy that has this strong voice in the locker room that can really reach people. And mm-hmm. Luke Walton maybe can't reach everybody, but he was at least able to reach, um, you know, younger players. Yeah. And I think with, with Ty Lue, he's able to reach LeBron James and LeBron James only. Yeah. And I think that's just because he's speaking LeBron James's language mm-hmm. of whatever you want. And yeah, he, he's not going to push LeBron. Yeah, I, I, I've no, never I think he s- pushes LeBron to succeed. I don't think he tries to be smarter than LeBron, which I think a lot of coaches, it, it's the you want to be the point of authority as the mm-hmm. head coach. Mm-hmm. You want to be the guy who knows more than everybody else. And 
when you're coaching LeBron James, that's just not true yeah, in like, 99 out of 100 cases. I think Luke Walton trying to give write up plays for LeBron, mm-hmm. Luke Walton trying to you know say schematically we should be doing X, Y, and Z. When you have LeBron James in that locker room, you also have Rajon Rondo, who everybody by all accounts is smarter than most head coaches in the league as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that the combination of those two egos basically put it on Luke Walton being like, dude, you're you're not even the first smartest or the second smartest guy in this room. Well, you and need that's to take a why seat. I look at LeBron and like, and of course, don't know LeBron, don't know his attitude, but like the way you're talking right now, yeah. I would, if that was how like it happened, mm-hmm. I would look at that and go, well, you're in my mind, a bad teammate. Because like in my mind, when the coach player relationship, it's not one of like, the coach is like, do as I say, this is what we're doing. It should be an open conversation. But I feel like most times with LeBron, when he's clashed with a coach, it's because it's not an open conversation. And that's the good with Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. Ty Lue can yeah. argue with LeBron, but it's a conversation. And that's the good of it. But the bad of this is that I just I feel like my mind is circling while you guys were giving your points. And there's two things that came up from what you guys were saying. Sure. Number one, I f- want to know who who in the front office. Is this a Genie Bus move or is this a Rob Polinka move? Because if it's a Rob Polinka move, I look at this and this could be the thing we trace back to of why he gets fired as the GM of the Lakers. Because the big question I is... I just don't know how he's already the, hasn't been. The yeah, big, that's a great question. The big question is, is he going to be able to bring in the players to play with LeBron. Like, people don't need confidence in him to do that. And the second thing I think, and I want to throw this question out there, is isn't it funny that Monty Williams had a choice between the Lakers and their bright future and the dumpster fire known as the Phoenix Suns, and he chose the Phoenix Suns I, and that terrible front office. The one Five thing I was... Years. Guaranteed cash. No, I know, yeah, but that's like, the, that's the thing if is, I'm talking just situation, I know the money plays into cho- it. No, he chose the, the situation like, where he wasn't going to get fired after one year of bad performance. That, that, that's, wait, that's, the, that's the thing that I just want to clarify is we don't know what the contract situations were. Yeah. So if the Lakers were offering him three mm-hmm. years of you know $12 million and the Suns clearly wanted him if they fired Igor and realized yeah. that the Lakers were going to hire him, they might have offered him a money uh, an offer that he cannot refuse. So I don't think it was strictly mm-hmm. just Suns versus Lakers. This is a guy that had to step away because of you know personal issues, mm-hmm. uh, Monty Williams, unfortunate mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Um, and, and now he's finally getting this opportunity where he's getting a guaranteed role mm-hmm. or at least guaranteed money to help out his family. So I, I do not think that this and is just strictly a Lakers versus Suns thing from a roster standpoint. I think this is just the fact that the Lakers might have not made the same offer that the Suns were because the Suns were more desperate than the Lakers. And that's true, but there's part of me that also brings in the like situations of things. And, of course, Monty Williams could be like the mindset of like, hey, working with a younger team and developing them, that's more my jam. And if like that's the case, then sure, I can see why. But it just – it it – I find it funny that the guy who had the decision chose to stay away from the drama that usually comes when LeBron James is in town. So I feel like this is a move that the Lakers have no choice. They have to make this move yeah. by bringing in Ty Lue because it's like, who else are you going to bring in? Well, who else is going to fit with Monty, LeBron? One that's last a, note on yeah, Monty. Go ahead. He was also an uh, assistant coach mm-hmm. for James Jones. So yeah. they have a, a great relationship Who's already. Who's in the mm-hmm. Suns front office. Correct. I think the one thing that stands out to me, though, is there's not any great coaching options. And a lot of Chicago fans were just pissed off that you extended Jim Boylan. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
who else are you going out to get? Who else is available? There are who, no guys that are who really them standing Spurs out got to me. That, uh, seat, seating <laughs> chart right. Uh, there's it, there's one guy Boylan that are, a disciple of Popovich. Yeah, um, <laughs> and there's a, a guy that's one. getting a, yeah. an interview right now for for the Cleveland job, uh, who's a Popovich mm-hmm. assistant. The, yeah. um, the thing that sticks out to me though, and this is the point that I want to make, mm-hmm. is if you look at Jim Boylan, there's not a better option out there for the, if you're the Chicago Bulls because yeah. he clearly showed later in half of the season that he's connecting to the locker room. Yeah. And he may not be connecting to the fan base, he may not be connecting to the media, but he is connecting to the players. And that's the only thing that matters because that's the people that he needs to reach. Yep. And if he's reaching to the players, that will, that can then lead to the, the reaching the, fa- the games, fan base the and reaching the, yeah, the media. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And you saw spurts of it. Yeah. So I don't think it's, it's bad to reach out to Jim Boylan because there are no hot, sexy coaching options yeah. out there. So that's that's the reason why Jim Boylan being extended is fine. And I look at the, the Lakers, and, and yes, there might not be a better option than Ty Lue. That's fine to me. But I just think that the fact that LeBron is running this coaching search and that it's all dependent on LeBron James mm-hmm. is pretty BS. And yes, I understand that you want him to be happy and that you want him to be playing his best. But he's a player, not the GM. Yes, but also the thing, too, is that it, it, it's just more about getting that guy. If, if LeBron's this smart of a player... And, and all you need is a guy who just needs to be able to get out of LeBron's way. There is still a better option out there in a guy who can realize how to deal with player egos, learn to realize how to deal with LeBron, and realize that just letting LeBron do what LeBron do uh, best will work. Mm-hmm. And that guy is sitting on the Golden State Warriors bench, and it's Mike Brown. I don't know why he was not offered for this job. I don't know why he was not interviewed. Maybe he doesn't question. want a head coach job, uh, coaching job. But this was a guy that has been coached in L.A. before, wasn't successful, but he also had a shit roster, yeah. wasn't successful, has worked with LeBron James before, has worked with Egos, has been working with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins, and Kevin Durant for the past year, and has been on that, that assistant coaching uh, team for at least the past five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the thing is, is that just like, like he's a guy that has... Commands respect. I mean, like yeah. Mike Brown is not a guy to be fucking around. He's with. a guy that I guess the reason why in, I know that they're the best team in the NBA, but he stepped into a finals game to head coach a game while Steve Kerr couldn't coach it. But like, I say maybe I think that's the reason he hasn't left is because he thinks Kerr's health issues may continue on, and he may just be the guy who mm-hmm. is the incumbent to the head coach. Maybe, but I think that the thing with Mike Brown is just I, I look at him, and I just think that the only reason why he might not have is because him and LeBron might not have gotten along in 2009, so that means they uh, can't get along in 2019, and that's LeBron's guy. And I think that's the only reason why he did not even get extended an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that he's possible. a qualified candidate. That's possible. The one thing I do want to circle back to, because you brought it up, and I'll be really quick, is when you brought up Boylan, I mm-hmm. agree with you. There was no one else that we could hire. And nope. our boy Mike2K hit us up on Twitter when Boylan got extended and said, I'm going to cry for a bit. <laughs> but the thing I'm thinking in that sense, and I put a gif of The Rock saying it's going to be okay. You use um, gifs. I, I, do, I use them all the time. Yeah, um, it's annoying. But I said, I'm hoping he's the guy to develop develop the guys and toughen up the team for the next two years. Then, he get, then we can get the championship level coach, and that guy can take us over the edge. Like, And with the Lakers, like this is... They're not in that same situation, obviously. Um, that was just me throwing that on because I didn't get to say it in the Bulls segment. But, like, for this, it's like I'm in the middle because I can see why it's a good thing for Ty Lue to be on this team as a coaching staff because you got to make LeBron happy. Like, in yeah. order to win with LeBron, he needs to be happy. He's I'm going to say he's a diva like that. Um, but, obviously, a lot of stars, when you get to that, like, 
point in your career and you get that high. When you're the best player in the league and have been for your entire life, some, it's hard to Some not would have still an debate. Ego. Some would say maybe Kevin Durant's number one um, or trying to eclipse or has eclipsed LeBron yeah. James, um, especially with this last year in LA. But it's like your main goal with the Lakers is make LeBron happy. This makes LeBron happy. Now the question is can you bring in those pieces or is next year just going to be last year but with Ty Lue instead of Luke Walton? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing is just roster construction. Because if right. they don't bring anyone in, then I'm seeing they'll throw contracts at guys like Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo. I'd like Rondo, though, so I'm not going to say it with that kind of uh, condescending nature that Thank you. I was doing. But I don't think I like him and LeBron got along. No, um, but like they threw these guys. And like, of course, JaVale played up. Yeah, but it was, was <laughs> But it's like. To me, are they going to get Anthony Davis? Are they going to get a Kawhi to come over? Are they going to get somebody? And my answer to that right now is no, because I don't believe in Rob Palinka and this GM and this front office to do so for LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Jeannie has too much of a, a, a touch on like controlling the basketball mm-hmm. side. I just don't think she's just more of a person that's just like I'll let you, the people who I'm hiring, uh, you know, trust the business. Yeah, more. trust the business. Um, I think that's really been her her motto alongside, and then I think that's the reason why she hired Magic was because. You know, Magic Johnson, you know, has been able to do that before. Family um, friend as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, she was kind of put in a bad spot of him just, yeah, I'm not going to be here no more. Um, but I, I think that what's probably going to end up happening is her brother's probably going to take over the basketball side of operations mm-hmm. uh, because he's been a part of that front office for a while. And I think it's probably going to be him and Jerry West's kid because Jerry West's kid's been, I think, doing their draft for the past couple of years as well. Huh. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if her brother and He's Jerry from the West's best kid, of his dad, um, his dad's still killing it for the ste- <laughs> stepped in because I, I don't see Palinka being here too long, and the fact mm-hmm. that he's still in office is pretty Surprising. shocking to me. Yeah. Um, final thoughts on the Lakers and Tyler. I think no, it's horrible. I think it's bad a, idea. I, if I had to lean good or bad, I would say bad because I think it kills the future of the Lakers while making LeBron happy because I don't think they'll pull in the pieces to be successful successful with LeBron. I don't think he's creative. I don't think he's a motivator. I don't think he's exciting. I don't think he's that, uh, enough of a, a guy to lead that and locker room. I think he's one of the best locker room coaches in the league. Okay. I think that that's exactly why you hire him. You hire a player's coach because you want to attract free agents who want to play for a team where they're going to have more say than they normally would. Are you telling me that, that that's not an attractive prospect but for free agents? I think you that, get to play with LeBron James. You get to play with a coach who mm-hmm. uh, has not only one ring in the league, but one ring coaching. Also, it is one of the most openly discussing coaches as far as mm-hmm. how the team runs things behind closed doors. Question. I just don't think that's enough. I think that's an attractive you, thing for a team. It depends, it depends on who you're bringing in. Because if you're bringing too strong of a minded players, then yeah, it could not just. Not Jimmy tr- Butler, please. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> I think it could. If you bring two strong of minded players in there um, to go alongside of LeBron James, yep. I don't think Ty Lue can step in and then figure that out. And then mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I think you can easily cause no a decision ri- there. <laughs> I think you can easily cause a rift in in the locker room with Ty Lue being a head coach because I don't think he'll be able to solve it. Now you're now the fact that you can you're right that he might be able to keep guys happy. That's fair, but I also think he might be able to be stepped over. Last question I'll throw nice. to you, Dave, because you've been on the kind of defending <laughs> Ty Lue. Got to step over. Is um so the question that I'm going to ask is basically this. Yeah. Do you think Ty Lue is going to be able to develop the young core for it's these Lakers? Job. Well, as the coach, it is. Nope. I would say it is. Like, if this <laughs> core does not develop under Ty Lue... What if we like, get traded tomorrow? No, and I, I'm saying, like... That's if not this, his job. If, if this core <laughs> plays games for this team, can he develop this core? I don't think he can. 
I, I, I don't see any reason he can't. I mean, he, he, he's still a good coach. Like, there's what? What have you seen that he's a good coach? I don't like. Is that ring him? Is that ring the like? Is he the reason they won that? I understand. Ring? He he like, was no. he was a part of a team. Yeah, but it's still being on a, in a playoff uh, heavy team, having those performances, understanding the pressure, going through all that shit, Poor and David then going Blunt. there and coaching through all of that again. Like, I I don't. I think you're short. I think you're dismissing it off as like he's a coattail. But what rider. am I missing? Is what I'm, I'm asking. Like what? What have you seen from him? I th- kill him here. All, all I'm saying is, he deserves respect as a coach because he's been there, done that. He deserves respect because as a player, he's been there and done that. So he has experience that he can impart on these younger kids that they don't have. He mm-hmm. has experience going through the league, going through that whole process. As a head coach, he's the best locker room guy out there available for people. So I, I, I'm not understanding what he, you're missing. He can relate. He can relate to yeah. players. That's fine. Like, I just, do you want me to say like he draws X's and O's real good as a coach? Like he, just, his whiteboard no, work but is fucking pristine. I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think that <laughs> the fact that he can relate to those guys is enough because I don't think he can at least lead those yeah. guys. Like just because you like, can be their buddy does not yeah. like if you're it, like, friend let's versus say, mentor. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't like if he was a dad. Yeah, I think he'd be one of those dads. It's like oh he's your dad. He's your he's your dad. He lets you drink in the basement. Um, but then if your dad tried to come down and yell at you about drinking in the basement, you'd laugh at him. Get the hell out of here, yeah, dad. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's the guy that can really mm-hmm. be that guy who's, oh, you're cool with him, but you also respect him. I think you're just like, oh, that's my that's that's Greg. Especially when these Greg. young kids were writing, like a that were writing diss tracks at each other before Papa LeBron yeah. came in. I think that's... that's yeah, and somehow you think it's going to be worse than Luke Walton having no control over these young kids? Luke Walt not knowing how to run rotations. I'm, Luke Walt not knowing when I'm not to call saying timeouts. It's worse. Wait, I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying you're going from Walgreens water to CVS water. You're staying the same. There's no difference. I mean, at least at least one of them has like head coaching experience, and you know that 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 counts for something. I'd like to think. I mean, Luke Walton had head coaching experience before Walton, before you know, he was a before he took over for LeBron, though. He was a glorified babysitter. No, I'm saying before he took over for LeBron. Yeah, uh, for one had, whole year. That's still that's the it's same as experience. Tyler. Tyloo is a Oh, sorry. Tyloo had a year and a half. A little different. Yeah. A little different. Give him that Anyways, respect. Uh, final thoughts? Anything? Wait, I was... just think cool. it's a bad move for the future. Dave? No, I'm good. I think it, it, it's it's not... It... I don't understand. How, what do you think the future is going to be screwed up by? I'm sorry. I, know I this think is final this is going to be... Two, I think this is going to be something where, of course, this plays into LeBron's decision, but I feel like this will be... Once LeBron's time's done in LA, yeah, it'll just be like, well, shit, what do we do now? And the it's same like, oh, thing we, didn't, we do every we didn't time plan for post LeBron, and which no one does plan for because you don't LeBron. have to. Eventually, no, you do. your job when you have LeBron James is to win, and if you're not doing mm-hmm. that, no one cares. No one's gonna be like, man, they did a really good job prepping themselves for when LeBron and, left the town. They'll be like. No, they really didn't focus all their and, assets on winning when they had LeBron James. Well, I'm yeah, glad you said that just because I don't think they can win with Tyler. That's that's where it boils, boils down to. Okay. So, that's it. I, I don't think that he's that, that guy to rally the troops, get them together, and win the finals. And, and, and keep them together for 82 games. He was able to do it after David mm-hmm. Black got fired. He was able to do it for, what, 24 games, 54 games, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Um, I think David Black got like 54. Um, I don't think he got that many. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. Yeah, um, he got fired pretty early. Yeah, or maybe and it was that like was honestly that was our first full time together in this room, yeah. all three of us. Um, I just think Talking that about that. Wow, I, I, I just don't think that he's a guy that can <laughs> take that team from you know game one to game 
mm-hmm. fucking 96 or something and, and, and take them all the way through and, you know, lead them to the promised land. And I it, just don't think he's that guy. And it just goes back to what I said. Like the whole thing of Ty Lue, Luke Walton doesn't freaking matter if you're not bringing in the guys to play with LeBron, yeah, which I don't think they will. So much more important. Yeah, I agree. I, and and that, I, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And, and uh, this might not matter if they do get, you know, Anthony Davis and Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard, because then if Ty Lue doesn't win, then it's 100% on Ty Lue, yeah. um, <laughs> unless injuries happen. But anyways, that's going to do it for the Fast Break Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on Ty Lue and anything else that we've talked about on this podcast down in the comments <laughs> below. Also, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast if you want to help us out, support <coughs> us, get an upgrade for the studio, check that out, and become a patron either at the Bronze silver or the gold tier we appreciate that we're going to have so many patrons on this this month it's going to be an absolute blast um go nuggets um go blazers go sixers go go raptors too go Kawhi. hopefully uh, uh kyle lowry's not ass anymore um but anyways that's gonna do it for the fast break podcast for ricky Wimmer, for dave oster i'm sean anderson we'll see you next time thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.